Hey everyone, Ben here with a quick interruption before we get into today's episode to let you know that we have been nominated for a Sports Podcast Award. Yippee! That is very, very exciting. We are actually incredibly honoured and excited to have that nominee. And you, the listener, yes, the very person that is listening to this right now can help us win a Sports Podcast Award and get us on the podium for once rather than always being off the podium. To do so, head to sportspodcastawards.com. Dot com, register to vote, click on the Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast category where you can then vote for us to win. Now, you will have to listen to the other nominees as well, but let's be honest, you know you're going to vote for us because you're listening to our show today, which means we know you like us and we'd very much appreciate the vote in advance. Sportspodcastawards.com, that's how you do it, and we thank you in advance. And everybody who votes for us, we promise to thank you in our acceptance speech should we win. Right now, I'm going to shut up, play some music, and then you're going to hear me talk again as we get into today's episode of Off the Podium. Enjoy. They're standing and they're applauding that dramatic performance by James Orville and Christopher Dean. Alex Philodeau. It takes a lot to make him happy and he is clearly pleased. She's up. She's moving nicely. She's got it. of the podium coming to you for another Beijing 2022 recap day 15 the penultimate day how are we here we're sad we're upset we're we're not winning medals well one of us aren't the others is one medal at least it's another action-packed day that we're going to get through and I'm excited to be here and so is the man whose country can keep winning medals silver to be precise it is Colin Hilding. Hello, Colin. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. And uh, I will take all the credit for that silver medal. All you of it. You should. You did. You were the one who skated it and you didn't fall over. I I sat in my living room cheering her on. Uh, yes. Not Still not understanding the rules of the uh, the the mass start, but um, I mean, my cheering obviously contributed. So there's a start and there's mass of people. <laughs> and there's... There's a whole bunch of point systems that can only come up on certain laps that nobody understands. And they're skating and they're <laughs> speed, right? And then it all comes together. You watch it and you go, yeah, Netherlands. That's basically how it works. Thank so. you. That's how the point system on only specific laps works. Now I understand. It, yes, exactly. Exactly. And speaking of point systems, if there was a point system on this show, he'd be winning it is the GOAT, it is the MVP, it is the Emu of the Plains, it's Jared Lubick. Jared, welcome back. Thank you, it's, it's good to be back. Do you understand the mass start in speed skating? I haven't listened, I've got issues with the mass start, but we'll get to that. <laughs> oh, wow, I really enjoyed the mass start, I thought it was entertaining. What's wrong with you two? It's definitely entertaining, I just don't 
get it. <laughs> I, I'm a, sure there's ways to make it more entertaining it's too. It's not track cycling where you've got to do 58 laps, divide the square root of seven, and then do a <laughs> three-legged arse kicking contest to try and win a point. Um, anyway, uh, silver medal. We, we'll talk about it. We're on the topic of this. Um, Canada to uh, Avani Blondin. Blondin. Like, Blondin. Thank you. Um, I mean, was this again expected? Surprise. Uh, she's obviously already got a gold at these games, but, uh, you know, good day to be a Canadian. Even though I thought she was going to win it. She she got pipped on the line, but outside of that, she did well. Yeah. She got a silver. Uh, yeah, well... I mean, for her, it's exciting because she failed to medal in the last Olympics. And that was kind of one of our big letdowns from Pyeongchang. And uh, that was, I, I think, the majority of the excitement when uh, the the team won um, that she was part of in Team Pursuit a couple of days ago was that, oh, she's finally got her Olympic medal. Uh, I, I don't know what her chances are. It's funny because after the race, I kind of look back, I'm like, was she kind of expected to medal? As I see that she's actually medaled several times in world championships in this event. Uh, commentators definitely talk that down. They basically said, oh, she's uh, one of the top qualifiers. And then only after it was over, they said she was one of the favorites to win this. I'm like, if she's one of the favorites, it's okay to tell us that beforehand. We're Canada. We'll forgive you. We're not Australia. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I was, I, I mean, it was, it was like you said, it's entertaining. Uh, I, I don't understand like, Ben, can you explain to me this point system on certain laps? Uh, I I don't get why there is a benefit to sprinting on certain laps when the other Canadian was the one who was in the lead the whole time and then apparently wasn't even there at the end. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me at all. Look, I'm making fun of you both. I'll be honest. I didn't really understand it either, (laughs) but I... I (laughs) And I was I would, hoping in his intro, one of us would have been, well, this is how it works. <laughs> <laughs> I Look, my, my guess is similar to, say, the points races in cycling is that it allows you better positioning and then when it get no, Jared's shaking his head, I'm already wrong. I, I don't know. I don't know, Colin. I don't know. I'm trying to be smart. I don't know. Jared, do you get something out of this? I mean, you were quick to shake your head there. It doesn't work because it should be more like in cycling where they've got these like, I don't know, every like fourth lap or whatever is like a sprint point and you get points. But the issue I have is they award points to the top three when it gets to these intermediate sprints and the points you get are three, two or one. And then if you win the whole race, you get like, I was like 60, 40 and like 20 points or whatever. So these intermediate sprints are pointless. Like yeah, they, they had a point in like the qualifying, like, like okay, if you win the sprint, you'll, you'll be through. But then when it gets to the final, it's like, what's the point of having them? If like, it's just for like minor places, it's stupid. It's like a small final or a B final. It's just determining like, I don't know, fifth to like 10th in the race. It's just dumb mm-hmm. to me. I'm like, why not give more points out on those or reduce the points for the end sprint? So it's like a bit more tactical and interesting. Whereas I just get rid of them and have everybody like, it's great having everybody on the, on the rink together and like seeing people wipe out is amazing. Um, but like, what's the point of having these, these laps in between where people, Oh, I picked up three points. Congrats. You, you still yeah. lost. And, and like it, it, if you're going to have points like this, it should have some bearing on the end. And I want to see it where there's like, Oh, okay, well there's our top three finishers, but let's wait and see. They immediately called the results of this. The second they crossed the finish line, it wasn't even in question. So yeah, let's, let's make the points on the sprint laps worth a little bit more, or let's just do away with it. One or the other. That's what I was going to ask, like, because when you see them crossing the line, it's like, boom, gold medal. But mm-hmm. so, like, yeah, what is the point of the points? 
<laughs> what is there the isn't any. The point. It's just used in like the qualifying in the semis, but right. in the final it has no bearing at all. Which, I mean, I would just assume when you have a race like this that, yeah, it's just a race. It's simply a race. Uh, but maybe then they don't want it just to become, maybe they're just like, oh, then we become short track. Um, <laughs> you know, maybe that's where they look down on their little brother or something like that. I don't know. Um, but it, it is like the thing that I found entertaining about like the crashes of it. It's like in short track, kind of like you crash and you, you boom, you're into the wall. This one, like when they fall over, there was the Dutch world champion. She kind of fell over and she was doing like 30 loops on the track. It's almost like she was figure skating yeah. and she kind of had her arms <laughs> like, going, like, why me? And it's like, it's actually almost like Mario Kart where you get hit by the shell and you're like, wah, 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 like going off the side. That was the yeah. fun part of it. Um, but uh, it's so, a great still, visual. It is, it is. It's funny, when I talk to my dad, oh, and I'm just watching live on the bobsled and Canada are on their side. Um, <laughs> speaking of crashes, two Canadian women have just died in the bobsled. Um, they're moving, it's okay. Uh, Cynthia Pia as well. Uh, she was the one who choked in the, bo- in the monobob, wasn't monobob, she? Monobob, yeah. Oh, well, good, good good Olympics for Cynthia. She's, she's uh, doing Cheetos well. or Oreos or whatever her sponsors are, not going to be happy with her. You know, you know what that means, Jared. Bree and Kiara are going to be at least eleventh now. Come on! <laughs> Thanks, Canada. Um, pick the sled up like cool runnings, you lazy Canadians. <laughs> Jesus. Um, did you know, by the way, that Jamaica has a bobsled team in these Olympics? I've not seen anything on TV today. <laughs> Stealing that joke from Jared. Um, the the uh, I can't remember what I was going to say. Um, it's, it's entertaining. Like, it, oh, that's what I was saying. My dad, I was talking to my dad the other day and he's like, oh, so I was watching the speed skating. Gee, that's boring. I'm like, how is speed skating boring? They're skating fast, dad. It <laughs> is literally the fastest sport in the Olympics that, yeah. that is not powered by a sled. Yeah. Well, it's, 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 it's epic. Like it is really, really fun. And I like, it's always one of my favorite sports that I will always watch at the Olympics. So actually in all fairness, the Canadians, when they crashed, they did cross the finish line. So they actually crashed in the last corner. So maybe they still should have picked up that sled, gone back to the very position the Jamaicans crashed in and carried it across. That's the way you do it. Irene Shooten, uh, she took the gold. That's her uh, third gold of these Olympics, I believe. So mm-hmm. great job for Irene. Uh, and Francesca Lollabrigada Brigida of Italy getting uh, getting herself warmed up and ready to go for Milan Cortina. She got and the bronze. One more thing I just want to add on that race that I didn't even know. I, I don't think that this had been announced ahead of time. Um, CBC's longest standing commentator. This guy's been around since the 60s i mean we're talking decades upon decades that he's been a commentator on cbc um he's the voice that everybody associates with olympics now uh because he's been calling it. he was actually let go from cbc after sochi and they intentionally brought him back for pyeongchang they're like oh you know what sorry we laid you off four years ago but we need you uh this guy steve armitage it, it was that race was his final call and I remember listening to it uh, in the middle of the night last night and thinking, it's like, wow, you know, it's amazing this guy's still around. And then I basically turned off the TV after that. And then I woke up this morning and I picked up where I left off. And the the overnight anchor guy basically said, you just saw Steve or you just listened to Steve Armitage's last call. And they showed basically, you know, they've got all their individual booths and everything. Uh, he got up and walked out and everybody got up out of their own booths and gave him a standing ovation. Wow. Uh, outside of the booths so that you know it, it, it it's it's one of these legends that's just retired and it sort of came out of nowhere and i i looked up I'm like was this announced ahead of time as far as i could tell 
nobody knew about this until less than 24 hours ago. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I actually was able to watch that live and appreciate Steve Armitage uh, even more so than I appreciated Yvonne Blondin. You should get get him on the show. Talk to him. Oh, yeah. He lives long enough to, to do it, sure. <laughs> oh, he's killed another one, Colin. Well done. Great job. <laughs> um, before I talk about uh, a couple other big ones, because there's a bit of a rant I want to go on. I wouldn't be an off-podium with Ben being able to yell again if we couldn't go on a rant. Um, in the men's mass start, so uh, it was bronze to Seung Hoon Lee of Korea, silver to J1 Chung of Korea, and gold to the best-named athlete at these Olympics, Bart Swings. Uh, <laughs> from Belgium. I love this guy. I've been following him on social media, I think, since Pyeongchang when he got a silver or a bronze back in Pyeongchang. Great name. But this bit of history for Belgium. This is their first gold medal at the Winter Olympics since 1948 when the Ooh. great pair of Michelin Lanoy and Pierre Baguette won the pairs in figure skating. So a uh, big, massive drought of Belgian Winter Olympics has been broken. Jared Bart swings. He's swinging all the way to Antwerp tonight, isn't he? Yeah, what a man. And what a way to break the drought. You know, we were complaining about our 12-year gold medal drought. The Belgians just 74 years waiting for that gold medal. Every time they got close, being like, oh, could it be this year? Could it be this year? <laughs> uh, and finally, they've done it. And, and what a man to do it. What uh, a man. Swings, what a legend. What an absolute champion. And again, like the Belgians, I, I, th- I think they're the Canada of Europe. They're just so nice and polite. Like people think the Swiss are, but like the Swiss are getting a bit cocky, these Olympics. They're winning a bit too many. Like the Belgians, like they're just polite. They're a bit like Canada when they've got multiple languages. Like yeah, you're going to be speaking in French, Dutch, German. You don't know. They've got a cool flag. They've got a great racing track when it comes to Formula One. And now they've got amazing, amazing waffles. Amazing waffles, exactly. The the luncheon meat's pretty good as well. Um, just <laughs> amazing. Um, can we celebrate more of Bart Swing's column? This guy, this guy, what, what a man. He's got a great name and just he's Belgian, like ticks all the boxes. Yeah, when I was watching it last night, his name is basically, I don't remember if we ever brought him up in Pyeongchang. Maybe you did, but I think uh, his we name did. is I, I do Because I think it's why I followed him on social, because I remember talking about him because of mm-hmm. his name. Uh, the, the funny thing is, though, is that it never, I don't know if I missed it. I was pretty drowsy at that point. Um, I don't know if I missed it in, in the call, but uh, uh, I didn't realize that they hadn't meddled in so long. And it's not a country you would think would struggle that much to medal. I mean, Sure, they're not France, but uh, they're France Junior, right? And uh, they've got some snow ish. <laughs> they've got winters. some snow. <laughs> uh, so does Afghanistan, but you don't see them going 70 odd years without a medal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, New Zealand has a couple of medals, and you oh, would think that Belgium could pull off one, but like. Bart Swings, you're, you're the you're you are the man, Bart Swings. <laughs> it's just um, what was wasn't there a, a a Eurovision song recently, Jared? It was something swings like kiss kiss swing swings or something. Was was that Belgium as well, or am I thinking of a different Germany? Like, I think Germany, right? Okay, like I just I hear his name and I think of that song. Like, we, like, I mean, if we were talented and had the time and cared enough, we could, like, easily do a parody song of this guy with that song. Um, we could. But, I mean, did, did Jamie check out Bart Swings, Colin? Like, is oh. this the daily, every day, like, Jamie, check out Bart Swings. 
J- Jamie was probably asleep for six hours before that came up, but I, I will make sure to show in the morning and I'll report tomorrow. <laughs> this is where I hope if he gets, if he's married, that he's a swinger. Cause like it, it's in his name right there. Hey, Bart, do you swing? Well, look at my name. So swinging Colin is when married couples uh, <laughs> just always have to explain to him, but congratulations to Belgium. You mentioned it before. Let, let's get this over and done with New Zealand. Um, Nico Porteous, gold medal in the half pipe. Let's be honest, this event doesn't count because it's crap. Um, but <laughs> this now means that New Zealand have won more gold medals in Australia in the Winter Olympics, uh, at these Winter Olympics, not overall, of course. Uh, took you 70 years to win one. Now you got two. Oh, look at us, Brew. We're so good. We've beaten Australia. Um, but I don't think this was ever in doubt. He was heavily heavy favourite to win this. Um, I, I'll be completely honest with you. I didn't watch any of it. Uh, from what oh, I heard you from, missed out. <laughs> I was going to say, from what I heard from you two, I didn't miss out on much. But, <laughs> Jared, how are we feeling about Nico? I mean, congratulations, New Zealand, our brothers, sisters, siblings to the right of us. But, you know, similar to Pyeongchang, it was okay to give him one medal, but now they're just being cocky. Yeah, it's a tough one. You have, like, Australia's most successful, like, Winter Olympics ever. But then New Zealand beat us. So I'm like, oh, can we really call it that anymore now? Like, I'm like, bring out the inquiries time, isn't it? Um, Frustrating, but I think kind of fitting too. Like it's like this in the same way that when Australia like got our first Winter Olympic gold, we got two at the same games. It's like New Zealand just just copying us, doing the same thing. Um, Always trying to be like us, you know, aspiring to bigger and better things. But um, congrats to him. I mean, the event was was trash if i'm being honest <laughs> i feel i feel like so like 12 competitors three runs each what's that 36 runs maybe like four of the runs were landed in this entire event like it was just i don't know the quality was not olympic quality so hence why new zealand won it let's be honest um colin any thoughts on nico porteous winning the goldius um i I, I will say he he definitely is the, one of the ones who came closest to Olympic quality, uh, despite the conditions. Um, I feel bad for everybody in the competition. Because um, I got Jared, beaten by New had, Zealand? <laughs> well, f- if you watch the competition, there's lots of reasons to feel bad for him. I don't think I've ever seen so many single-digit scores on runs. I mean, you had people going into their final runs, and it was like round uh, run one, four, round, round two, 6.75. Uh, and it really was the weather conditions, um, the the wind, the, the the blowing snow and all that. And they decided to go ahead with this event. And I've seen so much criticism since it ended saying you literally put people's lives at risk. And when you see some of it, I, I would go back and watch some of the highlights if you can, just to see how many times people came close to death on their first jump. Uh, the other New Zealander, um, I can't remember what his name was. Um, was his name Ben, I think? Ben something or other. The, the other there was make... a Miguel. There was a Miguel Porteous, Nico's brother. Well, not with Miguel. There was the third guy who was supposed to be number twelve in the finals uh, on one of his qualification runs or something like that. They showed the replay, and it might have been one of the most brutal things I ever saw until the run started, uh, where he basically landed on his head on the lip of the half pipe, uh, was carried off on a stretcher. It was so brutal, uh, and then we were having people literally driving their heads into the solid ice of the half pipe over and over and over again, I was starting to wonder if somebody was going to die. And 
this as soon as it ended all over Twitter, all you're seeing is like they should have postponed this event. The, the, I feel embarrassed that these people had to go out there. Credit to the the skiers that they actually had the guts to do this, but also stupidity on the skiers that they didn't all bed together and say, no, we're not doing this. We're going to die out there. There are windscreens. This is one of the few events with windscreens. And still, people would get to the top of the halfpipe and you would just see their bodies blow backwards. You know what it is? They, The organizers were finally like, you freestyle skiers are lazy. You are doing <laughs> this today. We're giving the alpine skiers the day off. That's what it was. Like They've worked yeah. their asses off all Olympics. So you go out there and ski, lazy. <laughs> we're going to make the cross-country skiers do 20 kilometers less because they've had a hard Olympics. <laughs> but you freestyle skiers, you get off your asses and ski. That's what it was. Uh, ben Harrington. Is who Ben? There you go. Of course, you, it was a Ben. Bloody Ben's. Um, look, I, I, two positives. I'll quickly say for this before I go on a New Zealand rant here. Um, had to laugh at the New Zealand Olympic team's Instagram today, where they posted Citius, Outius, Fortius, Portius. Uh, gold for like I thought that was quite clever. Well done, New Zealand. Well played. Um, and the hacker. We talked about this, I think, with Zoe. Uh, but just such a, a great thing to be able to to see there with uh, with New Zealand doing that. And I did love the footage of the Chinese officials standing there just having absolutely no clue what the fuck was going on next to them while the New Zealand team did a haka right in front of them. But a um, couple of things. Uh, Mel McLaughlin. Now, look, this kind of ties into a bit of a fails before. Again, not a Channel 7 employee yet, but I still got to get my last pay, so I'll be careful what I say here. Uh, doing the interview with Nico. Okay, yep, do, doing well, asking the standard questions. Then the awkward ending question where she's like, oh, so now, as an Australian, we've got to claim you as our own, right? You grew up in Australia, so can you be ours? And Nico's like, oh, bro, not this again. Like, oh, give it a rest. Like, he's basically telling her to shove it. And she's all like, oh, yes. come on. Not even a quarter of this medal can be Australia's. And he's like, oh, oh no, it's all New Zealand's. Like, just like, I'm kind of like, I get the joke. We like to claim people, but like... Kids just won Olympic gold for his country. The country's celebrating. And Melody's like, oh, you're ours. It's like, good on you, Nico, for telling her to fuck off. Um, yeah. <laughs> but on the flip side, um, I actually just checked our Twitter just before we came on air. And admittedly, I was a bit late today posting our episode and social media. We, we had a long episode last night. It was like three in the morning. I was tired. So I was like, fuck it. I'm going to post it tomorrow. So by posting the medal tally for day 14, halfway through day 15, when New Zealand had won another gold, admittedly, a bit confusing. Uh, but having said that, of course, I don't list the entire medals. I only do the top 10 and then I put where Australia and Canada are if they sit outside of the top 10. Yesterday, Australia was in 17th place. Now we are in 18th place because New Zealand has uh, moved ahead. We got a reply from a McJail, that is J-A-L-E, not like I'm going to jail, to which he replied, that's not true. Aussie is 18th. Like straight away because like New Zealand had obviously gotten a gold. So I'm like, okay, calm down, bro. Uh, to which I've looked at their Twitter page and everything is just, like, completely pro-New Zealand. And they've even retweeted somebody on Twitter going, last time New Zealand beat Australia at an Olympic Games resulted in the construction of the Australian Institute of Sport. Uh, so they're basically saying, okay, we suck so much, we have to create an entire body of sport. 
And then can I just point out the incorrectness of uh, somebody here who basically said, oh, is this the first time a New Zealand has ever beaten Australia on the Winter Olympic medal tally? Now, okay, as a proud Australian who doesn't want to be beaten by New Zealand, even I know that we've been beaten by New Zealand at the Winter Olympics before. Back in 1992, Annalise Koberger won the silver medal in the slalom. Australia hadn't won a medal yet. Know your history, New Zealand. Don't jump on the winter bandwagon now because you're beating us. You didn't give two shits about winter sport two weeks. And all oh, brew, we're beating Australia. Jesus Christ. Cocky New Zealanders, the I, worst type. I I just want to say I fully support our New Zealand listeners. <laughs> and I want to remind them how Ben uh, decided to put up an Australian every day during Tokyo. And this is how bitter he gets now that he can yell again because New Zealand is beating Australia. What's me putting up an Australian every day in Tokyo got to do with me yelling at New Zealand winter sports right now? You're, you're complaining these are always, everything's pro New Zealand. That, that's no, kind it's, it's of pro, your, it's your not, reputation it's not, it's on this show. It's not that it's pro New Zealand. It's that you've got cocky New Zealanders shoving it in our faces. Guys, it took As you seven years to, to win a gold medal. As opposed to the cocky Australian. That's my point. So cocky. I was celebrating our achievements. It's a difference. Which they're they're literally doing. <laughs> but they're not celebrating their achievements. They're rubbing shit in our faces. <laughs> I support you, New Zealand. Oh, go to fucking Good Wellington. Job, Nico, Miguel, Ben, Face Planter. I don't know. All of you guys. We welcome you all, our new New Zealand overlords. I've I've lived in New Zealand, all right? I'm sure if I won a gold medal, they'd be like, oh, bro, you lived in Invercargill for 18 months. Can we claim you? No, fuck off. You can't. All right. Oh, sorry, I just, I just watched a guy uh, on the replay here of the half pipe get to the top, do a backflip, land straight on his stomach, and he's actually skiing off the course, rub, rub, grabbing his gut. Oh! <laughs> now, that's the type of New Zealander I want to see. Um, <laughs> just uh, going, going. Did you see the Mel interview, Jared, when she was, like, uh, bombarding little Nico with those questions? I did. She should have, like... It just got to a point where I'm like, you should have just stopped. Like, make the joke and then stop. And then she, just, she carried it on too long. I was like, leave this poor, like, a guy alone like he doesn't want to talk to you anymore he's probably got a million and one other interviews to go and do just like let it go let it go do, do, do they ever do that in canada at all colin with like uh like an american like uh, you know anybody like i mean i don't even know if they would have done that back with dale like oh you're technically canadian dale like no the most we'll get is it'll be mentioned very briefly off there I, I found especially in analyzing these beijing olympics a lot of it has to do with uh the way you're mentioning the eileen goo stuff i'm like i'm looking now for cbc kind of building up the same way and the most we'll ever do is you'll get one or two mentions uh and then as soon as the event's over and done with that's it but i, I don't think it's ever been mentioned on the air in like a bragging way you might get the commentator saying an interesting fact there's actually a Canadian connection with this athlete. Um, I, I want to go back and see what it was with uh, Dale, because I guarantee if it was ever mentioned, it was probably just something that's like, and he actually was born in Canada. Moving on in other news, that, that's probably it. That's so CBC. I think I was mentioning to you watching the snippets from Vancouver when, you know, Eddie McGuire was basically showing all the Canadian tweets bagging out Australia and Dale. Um, that I think there were some, like, trying to claim him at some point, but um, then they were just ripping into him, like, you can fucking have the sourpuss. Like, you know, <laughs> we, we, we beat him in the in the medals or whatever it is and all that kind of stuff. But um, one thing, actually, I really appreciated today, just quickly before I forget, is 
it was a really cool graphic at one point channel seven had they sort of had like the the hall of fame of like australian winter medals and they like had kind of created this graphic where it was like a trophy cabinet and they went through every single one of our medals it was really really cool i don't know if you saw that jared so like you literally had like a Lillehama medal on a counter with a photo frame of like the the relay team, then Zali, then you had like Stephen and Liz, and like it went through every single Olympics. It was actually really really cool. So, um, of course, Canada can't do that because it would take too long. Um, yeah. When New Zealand would it'd be over in five seconds because you know they've only won six medals. Um, no wonder the New Zealand listeners are snarkily replying to Ben on Instagram. <laughs> yeah, I can't believe you didn't reply to that comment and post an updated medal tally using the total as the order. <laughs> hey, well, there's an idea. That's if uh, I, 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 replied, I actually replied politely. I replied saying like this was a medal tally from the end of day 14 when Australia was in 17th. Like, mm-hmm. like it was polite. It was just a factual reply. So if I get some snarky, cunty New Zealand reply, then I will send a picture of that. Or maybe I'll send a picture of the overall medal tally from the Winter Olympics. Um, uh, so You, you know. could very well just update it tomorrow with an extra win for Australia and claim Nico as your own. Uh, and and Zoe, she was born here. So um, there you go. Just wipe everything off New Zealand on the medal tally. <laughs> just they just wipe everything off New Zealand in general. That's just that's that's the plan in in inside of that. Um, I actually once I finished recording last night, watched the end of the semi between Rock and Sweden in the eye. That was very entertaining. Did it, both of you, uh, Jared? Did you stay up and watch that, or did you go straight to bed? I did not. I didn't need to know who Slovakia was going to verse because they're going to win. So it doesn't You're matter. confident. You know your boys are going to bounce back. Um, Colin, did you watch it? Yeah, it was the shootout that wouldn't end. It reminded me of um, uh, the Summer Olympics with uh, the women's soccer. Uh, I, I really Sweden again. thought... <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I really thought that Rock was going to blow it and that some people were going to, I don't know, be shot and killed when they got home. Because... Uh, for, for them to uh, everything that's happened in these Olympics uh, for rock to not come home with a hockey medal, it would have been like if Canada came home without a curling medal, uh, but it was intense. It, it came right down to the wire. I, I don't know. What was it like seven or eight uh, shots that it finally came down to? Yeah. Something like that. And the, the Sweden basically had like two match points, didn't they? Um, mm-hmm. Which I just, I felt bad for them. I really did. It, and like, I legitimately was thinking about the women's final as well in the soccer. So I'm just like, oh no, poor Sweden. But uh... I was trying to get back to sleep at that point. And I'm like, oh, come on. I just want this to be like, this is exciting and all that, but I just want this to be over so I can fall asleep. I need to know. Yeah. Well, it was whatever time that was at three o'clock, whatever. But um, yeah, I, I mean, that was the most excited I've ever, I'd ever seen Russians. So <laughs> it's not often you see I... Russians with emotion. I mean, God, imagine if that was a Finns, they would have just been like, yes, we got the call. And- and I did send you this. This I'm going to be watching uh, the, the Swedish coach, though. Uh, it, it wasn't me elaborating this. Uh, I sent you guys the pictures. The Swedish coach, right before the shootout, actually went down and he was rubbing the backsides of his players. We're not talking like a little pat on the back or pat on the bum. He was rubbing and he went through probably four players in the pictures that I sent you. I sent you like two of them. And all of a sudden he turns and he looks at it. He realizes the camera's on him and he gives this smile like, yeah, you saw what I just did. <laughs> like this guy is our sexual predator of the Olympics. Is that, is that uh, a new but, award? Uh, sexual predator of the Olympics. Not the bow brother. Yeah, well, let's find out what this guy's name is. It'll be our daily, our daily, uh um, Daily rapist. 
yeah, Daily Rapist or whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I want to watch. I want to watch this guy because he seems very touchy feely with his players. Uh, they may have just thrown it because they're tired of being sexually abused by their coach. This, you know, you know, actually, what that that reminds me of. I, I've told you. I think I sent you the clip of when I was doing commentary in Canada and I kept mentioning the butt groats and I got told off, right? Like, again, this- Oh, like, I thought this was going to go where you were, like, fondling your players. Well, I mean, they're 16, Ben, Colin. get back in the booth. <laughs> they're 16. They're too old for me. Um, <laughs> it, like, it was a shocking thing uh, that I would mention butt grope and because, like, I was commenting on it and my my lead commentator guy was like, stop saying butt grope, what the hell? Like, maybe it's just an Australian thing that when you actually send that picture, I'm like, okay, it's kind of funny, but, yeah, that's kind of a terminated demon in sport. You grab someone on the ass and go, good job, friend. Like, like Jared knows what I'm talking This is an Australian thing. In sport, we just slap them on the ass. Good it, job, mate. This- well done. You don't do it in Canada? Well, this was not, again, this was not a slap. He was massaging. <laughs> like, I, th- well, this a is Swedish the first It's demonst- a Swedish massage, Colin. <laughs> this is a demonstration of the first guy. <laughs> oh, that list is right now. We're looking at that seconds. going. Look at Colin explain that very well. I mean, I got a Swedish background. I know how to do it. <laughs> you're just, you're just you're jealous because Jamie hasn't done that to you since you last had kids. Oh, come on. Jamie does that on a daily basis. It just doesn't get her anywhere. <laughs> So the other way around, Jamie's upset that you haven't done that to her since uh, <laughs> since the kids. But obviously, Rock go through. They will play Finland, uh, Slovakia, Sweden. Jared wants to be done in the next 19 minutes, of course, because uh, the bronze medal match is, is happening there. First time Sweden's ever lost a semifinal. So uh, there, there's your stat. Uh, but are you confident? Like, are you happy that you're playing Sweden and, and not Rock here, Jared? Um. No, I don't, didn't mind either way. I think it's kind of more exciting to have Rock in the final because they're just such stereotypical villains. It's just fun to have them there, you know? Well, not, not, as, not as villainous as, you know, when they were like the, the Soviet Union, but still up there, you know? <laughs> Hello to all our Russian listeners uh, listening to the, the show. But it's endearing, I, right? Like, it is. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, they're, the, they're always the villains. It's just, it's fun. Well, like, yeah, but first of all, I love Ben. Your mind went exactly where mine went. The first thing you said was Iceland. I'm like, yeah, Russia is the Iceland of the real world. That's right. Yeah. Uh, but it's true. Like we were mentioning Alex Ovechkin yesterday. Like oh, everybody loves man. Ovechkin. And, and I would argue, even though it's really been Ovechkin Crosby for the last 15, 16, 17 years, uh, that's sort of the battle. I would argue that in Canada, you probably have just as many people who support Ovechkin as they do Sidney Crosby. And Sidney Crosby is supposed to be Mr. Canada. Uh, but during the, I think it was the Vancouver Olympics when Canada played Russia in the quarterfinals, it was like, I don't like anything. It was probably the most entertaining uh, first period I've ever seen in hockey where there are montages. You could probably still look up to this day where the whole talk was, we really got to be careful. Alex Ovechkin is going to walk all over Canada and the Russian team is going to be brutal. And Canada went out there and it was the most physical game Canada had ever had. And they, there's montages where every Canadian player is basically body checking Ovechkin slamming him into the boards and there's actual clips where Ovechkin is like getting off the ice and it, you could almost see like the birdies twirling around his head is like it was it was so <laughs> cartoony and ridiculous uh but that's the narrative you always have like it doesn't matter you know how good they are it doesn't matter who's on the team you want them to be the villains and, and that's the way they're always going to be portrayed if they win great if they don't you've got your villain and I think they would embrace that the difference with the Vetchkin, though, is he would have like bitten the birds' heads off and like gone out drinking with them probably afterwards. Yeah. So, Jared, if if you've never seen footage of um a Vetchkin winning the the Stanley Cup, getting drunk, all the fun stuff, like I implore you to Google 
uh, Alex Ovechkin Stanley Cup win uh, just to see him getting quite intoxicated and celebrating quite oh. a lot. Uh, Can you imagine Ovechkin and uh, Kiefer Sutherland? Oh, fuck. Together. And a Christmas tree. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just going crazy. Like, I, I actually, like, in all seriousness, I think I said this, like, I actually really do love Russia. And, like, it's one of the top countries I would love to go to. And I actually love Russian people. I think they're just, they seem very, like, serious and to the point and, like, know what they're doing. Um, and, like, it would just be so interesting to be in Russia to see, like, movies. Like, is everyone's probably American who's a villain, you know? And the difference is, whereas, like, Americans every now and then are like, oh, no, we can't portray Russians as evil. Let's not be that mean. Russians are like, yes, Americans, <laughs> always evil, always, never. Who cares offend America? Death to America. I love that it was Eileen Gu who yeah, said right. that. So it's a very Chinese <laughs> accent. Uh, that was that was being um, that was being American there, um, but look, I, I I'm still very much Team Finland. I I just uh, everything oh, yeah. on board that tomorrow for Finland to win it, just so much. So, Colin, do you, are you? I mean, I don't. I know I sort of mentioned about Finland, but does this change your mind that it's rock or kind of who would you prefer to win no. the gold tomorrow? Well, uh, so this is the complicated thing. I would be rooting for Finland because I want the underdog to win, but. I feel like we're two Olympics in now with these last minute cancellations, these last minute amateur teams or, you know, semi pro teams playing. And it really has not gone the way anybody's expected now two times in a row. And I feel like we might never get this again if we don't have an expected result of rock winning. Um, Slovakia being in the semis, again, that's a great underdog story. Finland being in the finals, that's a great underdog story. But it's almost putting this asterisk on the game saying, clearly nobody came prepared because they didn't have a chance to come prepared. And clearly we're looking at the C-rate players. And I don't think that's the case. I just think that it's unfortunate there's going to be so... I already know that there has been and there will continue to be so much criticism because it's so unpredictable and it's so all over the place that it's never going to be viewed as these are proper Olympic hockey gold medals. I would disagree in the, particularly Finland making the final as a surprise. Like these are basically, they were the two favorites coming into this when the NHL players didn't go into it. Uh, Finland, what world champions was it? 2018, 2019 lost last year to you guys in the final. I think they're two in the world. Um, So, and I think for the most part, obviously with, a lot of these European countries, why they're the favourites is because they weren't overly affected by the NHL because, yeah, you're going to lose a Vetchkin and a couple of other players here and there, but for the most part, they're going to be using their KHL players and all that anyway. So that's why I think they're more stacked. And I don't know if Canada looked at that. Like, I mean, I don't think Canada were predicted to... I don't even know their top five favourites going into these Olympics. So it wasn't really much of a surprise that you guys went out in the quarterfinals, right? Yeah, I think we were seeded fifth, weren't we? Yeah, so I mean, it, at the end of the day, like it, it wasn't really much of a shock, and America just had college kids, so you know, it, it might be like I, I get it, Slovakia beat. Not take away from Slovakia beating the USA, Jared, but like I mean, you know, had you beaten them, uh, you know, with the uh, the NHL players, and yeah, we'd be talking here. That's an upset, but I mean, come on, uh, we would have. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they only lost. They only beat China eight nothing. Uh, does that mean if Australia were there, we're only one spot below China that we might have had a chance against the Americans? Maybe. Scored a couple of goals against Canada. I reckon we would have scored three goals against Canada. <laughs> like I, I, I mentioned this before Pyeongchang that in, I was re- actually really excited that at least one, not that I'd never want NHL again, but I was excited that at least once we would have 
non-NHL players in it because that sort of goes back to the old days, uh, everything pre-Nagano when you know, the, the Olympics was something different than the NHL. Uh, and to a certain extent, these players would take it more seriously than NHL players would because a lot of the NHL players, this is just another thing they do. You know, oh yeah, there's the Olympics, you know. It's like the all-star game. It's just we go overseas. But it's the fact that we haven't had enough time for it to matter to these players, enough time for countries to put together the best teams that they can. And I'm sure NHL players will be back next time, but I just hope that if there is another, another cancellation at any point in the future, we have a cancellation months and months out. So countries can really assemble their best teams. These teams can train together and probably actually meet before they, they play their first game, which I'm sure didn't happen until they were in isolation. It's interesting that, there are talks sometimes about the uh, NHL wanting to push for ice hockey to return to the Summer Olympics because that doesn't affect their season if it's uh, held in that part of uh, the, the year, which I'm all on board for 2032. Bring back ice hockey to the Summer Olympics for Brisbane so Australia can return to ice hockey in the Summer Olympics. We've got 10 years to get a team together. Nathan Walker will be, I don't know, like 40-something by then. He can stick around. Um, you, you know, bring it on board. Jared, would you be – I mean, and again, technically, it still would be the Winter Olympics because, again, it's in winter in Australia yeah. in 2032. So, I mean, Jared, I know you're on board for this. You'd love to go watch your Slovakian boys play in Australia. Yeah, under the proviso that Slovakia is there. I'm, I'm all for this proposal. Absolutely. Colin, how would you feel about ice hockey being at the uh, the Summer Olympics? Like it wouldn't bother me other than the fact that this is the, this is the main event. Like what else will be the main event of the ski winter mountaineering? We have never ski, talked about this. The fact ski mountaineering <laughs> was coming in 2026. Cause that event is going to be awesome. Well, you know what? I, I showed Jamie when we were watching the half pipe, yeah, this just shows how good the half pipe was. It was, it was kind of car crash good, but uh, it, I, I was able to tune out in the middle of it. I said, Jamie, you've never heard of ski ballet. Let me show you something on YouTube. She was not a fan, but I would before ski ballet becoming the main event. Um, but like you need something, you know, and um, it would be fun to see the NHL players do this. And it, it, it would be just it not being in the middle of the season makes it more special for them as well. Uh, so yeah, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be the worst idea in the world. I just would hope that we would have something, you know, let, let's, let's revamp the, the mass start speed skating. And that can be the, um, uh, the let's have 50 people on the ice at the same time in a mass start Royale battle Royale. Yeah, basically. yeah exactly. Take away the points, every man for himself, make it 50 kilometers on ice. And there, there's a new main event that replaces the gold medal hockey. Just, just have ice actually, hockey at both, you know, and yeah. and tweak one of them. One have like like the basketball, like it's it's three on three ice hockey or whatever. Well, they uh, have yeah. three. They actually um in the youth Olympics they have it's either a three on three or it's like a skill because Australia has won a medal in the Olympics in ice hockey. Uh, it was part of like a mixed NOC team at like the twenty sixteen youth <laughs> Olympics, but we've still got an Olympic medalist in ice hockey somewhere. Um, but yeah, no, that could, that could work. That could work. Just actually just on a quick little random question. Cause I don't know if I've ever talked to you about this before, Colin, but what was the, I guess, attention that came from Canada pre 1998 with ice hockey? Because obviously NHL players come in in 1998, but like if you're watching the ice hockey, I mean, you went back to back silvers in 92, 94, but like, was it still a big deal, even though these weren't the best players that you could possibly send back before the NHL players were allowed? Really, the only one that I watched closely was Lillehammer, 
Um, I'd seen a little bit of Albertville, uh, but um, I can say that it took it to a different level in Nagano. Um, it, it was always a big deal. I mean, if, if hockey's on in Canada, that's a big deal. But it's not like this was the newsmaker. I mean, Lillehammer, it, figure skating was still the bigger deal than hockey was. As soon as Nagano came, I mean, that's all anybody talked about. I would say snowboarding actually was almost at the same level as Nagano. It, Salt Lake City is where it really took off. Because I don't think going into Nagano, we had expectations we were going to medal. I remember thinking like, oh, this is great. I was talking to friends of mine and I'm like, you know, we're going to be able to win a gold medal because we've got NHL players. And they're like, no, 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 I don't think Canada is going to win. I'm like, really? Uh, but Salt Lake City went to a completely different level. But yeah, Nagano is where it, it definitely took off and became that main event, at least here in Canada. I, I don't know if it was in the America as well, but definitely here. Here's a fun little thing before we move on from ice hockey for you. Back in 1988, in the ice hockey, the gold, well, they didn't have gold, silver, similar to what I said about curling. It was more of a round robin style format, of course, back then. I think, think semifinals and quarters were introduced until like Alberville, Lillehammer period. The top three at Calgary 1988, because I was trying to find out when Sweden last won a bronze medal. They last won a bronze medal in 1988 in Calgary. The silver that year went to Finland and the gold that year went to the Soviet <laughs> Union. So, Ooh. Ooh. where was Slovakia? Uh, probably still part of Czechoslovakia. Um, <laughs> and they were in sixth place with Czechoslovakia. So, there you go. Canada oh. fourth in 1980 in the home Olympics. So, there you go. And fun fact, Poland were tenth. Uh, <laughs> Jared was sitting there going, Ben, where did, where did Poland yeah, finish? Yeah, good for the Poles. <laughs> <laughs> USA seventh. So, uh, bad there. Ba- bad, bad, USA. Um... Curling, Sweden are gold medalists. <laughs> Suck it, Britain. Uh, uh, I'm sad. I know you're sad for it, but I, I don't care. Our man Oscar's got the set. He's got his gold. He's got his fourth medal to shimmer with his good looks. Like, you <laughs> thought this man couldn't be any more perfect. He's got an Olympic gold medal around his neck. That man is beautiful. Um, and also congratulations to Nicholas Adine. Well, I like that little post. I don't know if it was uh, the Olympics social media or the curling social media today show that he got fourth in Vancouver, bronze in Sochi, silver in Pyeongchang, and now gold in Beijing. Uh, Jared, they didn't show this today, though. Like, I mean, if they did, I wasn't watching. But why weren't they showing this? And then why were they showing the 8th replay of the four-man bobsleigh? I don't know. I don't know why they didn't have this on like to start with. I feel like something else was on at the same time. Maybe like the um, cross country, I think was on at the same time, I want to say, but then it finished. And I was like, why are they not cutting over? Like it's a, re- at a really tense like point in the game. It was going down to like the extra end. I'm like, surely they're going to change over to it. No, bobsled replays, you know, it, it's because it, like, the amount of attention we had on curling at the beginning of these Olympics. And now it's like, we've just gone back to what's that sport. Um, so yeah, it was disappointing. So I actually didn't get to see any of this, but Colin, you're obviously disappointed. You, you wanted the Brits to win, but, mm. uh, Britain's still the on Scots. track. The Scots. The Scots. Yes, exactly. The Scots. Uh, Britain's still on, Scotland still on track to, uh, well, Scotland are on the medal tally, but Britain in general, their first, uh, Winter Olympics, it seems since 2006 without a gold medal. So, uh, there you go. Winter Olympics, I should say. Uh, are you, are you somewhat happy that the Swedes got this, Colin? 
Oh, I mean, if it, if it wasn't going to be Great Britain, I, I'm glad that these finals, it's, it's sort of the other teams that I would have picked outside of Canada. Uh, I I thought it was incredible last night when it came to, I um, realized it was going to be Japan and Scotland. Uh, and we had Sweden and Great Britain. And also the fact that you're like, Great Britain has not won a single medal. I thought, wouldn't it be incredible if they got two golds just to rub it in Ben's face? <laughs> but uh it still is fantastic. And it went to extra ends, which there's been so many of that in this Olympics. I don't know. I'd have to kind of go back to the last couple Olympics to see if we had this many extra ends. Um, but it always makes for tight games. Uh, and this was definitely live coverage, like nonstop live coverage here, which is great that there's enough interest in curling, even when the Canadians are out of it, that uh, Canada's tuning in. Um, I'm more excited for the women's one tonight. This is kind of uh, the big, I, I already told Jamie, we're setting up our, our projector. We're going to watch this on a big screen on the wall, uh, for the women's curling. Cause it's on in prime time here. And I'm a huge Eve Muirhead fan. Uh, and Jamie's not a fan of curling, um, as she's told me, but she kind of owes me one, which I won't go into details on. Um, when no, I, I didn't what, give her enough. Colin, she, oh, she owes me <laughs> for what, Colin? Did you have sex this week? Oh, no. well done, <laughs> Colin. But, uh, long, I'm having story, sex with you, Jamie, but you have to watch curling. <laughs> long story short, um, Jamie had weeks ago arranged uh, a day out, uh, and I had said, you know, that that might be okay. Uh, but uh, you'll just have to check with me a couple days beforehand to make sure that I got nothing else going on. And I can watch the kids. Uh, last night, she all of a sudden came and said, all right, so remember I'm going out tomorrow. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait, you were supposed to remind. Basically, it came down to the fact that she forgot until her mom reminded her that they were supposed to have plans. And then she tried to pin it on me. And then I called her on it. And then she said, okay, I'll take Casper if we'll make it easier on you. I said, okay, watch the curling with me on the big screen. And so now it's a thing. Uh, <laughs> that's our wow. Saturday night. Uh, I'm going to be watching Eve Muirhead on a big screen as uh, uh, my consolation for having to watch the twins. But uh, it, reasons why I miss being in a relationship, I can't bribe anyone to uh, oh, watch. Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's it's great. The Great Britain. These are this is what they're going to be remembered for is that they were in two gold medal games, and uh, um, it would be incredible if Japan wins too. I mean, that's kind of more of a preview for tomorrow, but, uh, yes, back to the original point before I got to <laughs> bribing my wife. Um, uh, if, if it wasn't gonna be great Britain, great for Sweden, uh, and Oscar Erickson, what oh, a man, right? Yes. Jared. I mean, shimmering, right? Just gold goes with gold. Yeah. What a golden man. What a, what a, what a, what a man. What, I mean, it's what he deserves, you know? Just, just him and Bart Swings walk into a room like just. I mean, that that's a golden couple right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just and Esther walks in, you know, in they come. Eileen comes in, you kick her out, go away, Eileen, <laughs> bugger off. Michaela walks in and trips over, um, <laughs> falls on her face, um, and <laughs> we just we just celebrate and dance. Um, that that's how life should be. Um, just quickly before we go over what we watched and results and everything, as much as I saw the Jamaican bobsled team today, I have to love the fact that literally one of them has a lucky egg. Like that just makes me happy. Ah, like, I didn't did, see that. Did you see this, Colin? Like, no. they, um, I don't know if this was like public knowledge until Channel Seven got it out of them. But Channel Seven were doing an interview with them afterwards, and one of them actually has a lucky egg. So, uh, kind of makes did- me happy. I don't think this ever came up on the Devin Harris interview from years ago, but uh, I, I don't remember if that was ever one of the real things. 90% of cool runnings was completely fictionalized. I don't know if the, I, I would hope that the egg was real. 
I I vaguely remember maybe asking something. Maybe. Um, I mean, that was what, like four or five years ago, that interview. But um, longer. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. It should be though. Like this, this is per- but but the thing is, like, did you see it, Jared? It's like a it's like a multicolored like Easter egg almost, isn't it? It is. It is. It's very. It's impressive. I'm I'm glad Channel Seven did some digging. They can have some some uh, brownie points there. I do actually like the uh, social media that they put up today where it's like, who did it better? And it's like a picture of um, Sanka from Cool Runnings <laughs> with his egg next to the, the current Jamaican bobsledder guy with his egg. So uh, there oh, you go, no, Nobody does it better than Dougie Doug. Oh, what, a, what a man. <laughs> I want what Dougie... happened to our interview with him? <laughs> I, I, we were so I wanna, determined. <laughs> I, I want to see the inter- I want to see uh, a movie made of Oscar Erickson and Dougie Doug playing Oscar yeah. Erickson. <laughs> Resemblance is striking. Um, it's it's <laughs> Dougie Doug playing a, a Swedish man. Um, it's the, the casting that Hollywood uh, is been dying for, basically. I mean, we, we know very well that there's going to be a Michaela Schifrin movie and Eileen Gu will somehow get the part. <laughs> Meryl Streep. Come on, Colin. <laughs> Meryl Streep could act the shit out of Michaela Schifrin. <laughs> like, God, what can't that woman do? She can fall over and look at and win an Oscar for it, you know. And actually, fun fact: by me just saying that sentence, Meryl Streep just got nominated for an Oscar for it. So, congratulations, Meryl, on Oscar number four hundred and twelve. Um, medal results today. So yes, curling, Sweden gold, Britain silver, and uh, Canada obviously got the bronze in that. Uh, we've gone over the speed skating ones, the freestyle skiing. I should say that David wasn't very wise because he only got the silver from America, mm. and Alex Ferreira. Of the US also got oh, the bronze. So did uh, you see his profile pic, Jamie? Uh, I was going to call you Jamie. Sorry, Jared. Call me Jamie. Uh, <laughs> Jared, did you see that that Alex Ferreira guy? His picture. It's like the the single most intentionally crazy picture. <laughs> You're not wrong. It was a bad one. I I, I need to find this apparently. But similar and, to the women's, uh, North America uh, went silver and bronze on the podium. So well, and not- let's also remind people. Of course, this is never going to make as much news. But David Wise is now in that three-peat club uh, for freestyle skiers with Eileen Gu. So she's now in a club of five. Did he won the last two gold, did he, in this Uh, event? He did, yes. I think, yeah. So he won two gold. Yeah, no, 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 two gold. So he won the last two half parts. So yeah, Sochi, Pyeongchang, this, and Silver. This so. amazing accomplishment of Eileen Gu that uh, a handful of people have done. <laughs> well, why don't we? Yeah, exactly. Why don't we talk up David Wise a little bit more? So that's not why. Let's wise. make him our Daily Dale. Yeah, <laughs> Daily David. David Wise. Yeah, we're going to rename it. <laughs> that's how much we appreciate him. Um, the other medal event today, the men's 50 kilometer freestyle, became the men's 30 kilometer freestyle because. <laughs> It was a bit like how like how is that like that's a bit bullshit like oh the marathon today will only be twenty kilometers not forty because it's raining like um I thought these cross country skiers were men uh- <laughs> it's not them um uh, before I don't know if you had the same uh well I I had the Canadian commentary so you didn't have the same uh, commentary because you said they aired this on Channel Sevens. Uh, yeah, I I didn't actually see it. Um, so Jared, was it uh, the OBS or did they get Colbert back in to commentate it? And to be honest, I wasn't paying that much attention. So, man, but they, they basically no, no, no. here they start off by saying that they made the decision to do this, which might have happened due to the the many near deaths uh, on the half pipe yesterday. <laughs> uh, but um, they said that most of the skiers were objecting. They're like, "No, we want to do the fifty. We prepared for the fifty. And it's unfortunate because a lot of these guys. Um, they have selected their events because they wanted to be part of this one. 
And now it's a half event, you know, and it's not exactly what they train for, which is disappointing. My other objection is that somebody doesn't understand the metric system or they're really bad <coughs> meteorologists. Oh, come now, call it. It's all right. It's all right. They, they <coughs> might understand the metric system. I live in <laughs> Winnipeg. I live in Winnipeg, the windy city of Canada, and it makes me angry when I'm seeing trees blowing over and <laughs> snow blowing past people's faces and they're reporting 14 kilometer an hour winds. Like, I'm sorry, 14 <laughs> kilometers an hour is a light breeze. That was a 40 <laughs> kilometer an hour wind. And somehow they report, this is really dangerous. 14, you do not know the metric system if that's what you think 14 kilometers is. Uh, that was very heavy winds. Uh, I, I credit them for even being able to compete. But also a lot of it's in wooded areas. And um, again, living in the windy city of Canada, uh, we can have 80, we have like a, a nature preserve right behind my office at work. And I'll always go for a walk or go for a jog on my lunch through that, the, the trails in that area. And it can be 80 kilometer an hour winds. And I know, okay, it's a five minute walk and then the trees are going to block everything. So I don't know why the wind was such a big deal even at 40 kilometers an hour when these cross-country skiers want to compete and they're going to have wind coverage a lot of the time. It's the thing that like just baffles me with this the most is that again, it's not like they just made it like the 45 kilometer or like the, you know, the foot, like they, they shave 20, that's a whole distance in itself. Yeah. And like, it just seems to me that this is a sport where it's in snow. It's susceptible to weather conditions. It's not like this is a rarity that all oh, the 50 kilometer cross country skiing, it's got snow in it. So this is rare. We better make basically half the distance. Like I, it feels very odd to me that you would shave that much. Like, Oh, it's raining. Let's make the hundred meters, the 40 meters. Like, and I can't imagine that that doesn't favor certain athletes because you know, like, a half marathon is different to a full marathon. So there would be runners who are better at a 20 K than a 40 K. So mm-hmm. therefore you're going to have skiers who probably do their best work over a 30, but aren't good in a 50. And then these poor skiers who are great in the 50, who can't build up to their rhythm by the time they get towards the end uh, are being completely, you know, like it just seems very odd to me that this is what you would do to, in order to hold it. Like, it's just, yeah, very, very but- strange. I'm curious to see what the weather is going to be like tomorrow too, though, because they made the decision to go ahead with a half pipe when they probably shouldn't have. And my thought when that happened was, well, I bet you it's going to be worse tomorrow and they're running out of time. And it's the same thing with this. Well, we're going to lessen the distance because it's dangerous as opposed to just rescheduling it for the next day. Tomorrow, they're probably forecasting, I don't know, like 19 kilometer an hour winds <laughs> and roofs are going to be blown off with that. <laughs> but uh, it's just unusual. Yeah. Going from 50 to 30, it's just because yesterday I was saying, I'm like, oh, I don't I don't even know. Maybe I won't even be able to watch the entire 50 kilometers. It was over in an hour and 12 minutes, I think, or an hour and 15, something like that. Mm. Yeah. Which, I mean, it's just it's just it's fascinating. Jared, what do you think about it? Like shaving 20 kilometers off a 50 kilometer? Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. And it was disappointing. I feel like this is it's like we've said, this is like the marathon equivalent of the Winter Olympics. You look forward to like the athletes like struggling to like push through it and it becomes as much as like a mental thing as it's physical. And then to take that amount of distance off, I just, yeah, I don't know why it was that. I just, yeah, it just ruined it for me. And I like Colin was saying like the athletes weren't happy. Like they interviewed like the Australians afterwards and they were saying how upset they were that like it had been like reduced in distance and how they weren't prepared for it. And it just completely like changed their mindset going into the event. Um, 
And then it was just confusing watching as well because they didn't, like they changed like the, the title anywhere. It was still like the men's 50 kilometers mass start. And I switch onto it at like, I don't know, 25 kilometers or whatever. And they're like, now they've got one lap of the course to go. I'm like, wow, that's an awful long course. They've got 25 kilometer course. They're doing another lap of what's happening. And then it's like, and they kind of ran the final straight. I'm like, what? They've still got <laughs> 25 kilometers to go. What's happening? Um, so yeah, just, just an odd decision. Um, it, the, yeah, the weather must have been forecast to be like terrible tomorrow, but I don't know. Just just let them do the distance as far as I'm concerned. We should mention the goal went to Alexander Bolshanov of uh, Rock. Uh, the silver went to Ivan Yakimushkin of Rock. Uh, and this is, we should mention, this is actually uh, Alexander's third gold of the Games uh, and his fifth medal of the Olympics. So he's actually up there now with our, our Frenchman. Uh, is getting five, our French biathlete guy, of uh, getting five in these games. So, ooh, potential for athlete of the games. Difference is we might have to uh, take it away from him in a couple of years when he gets found with some drugs in his system. Um, do we do that, like, if, in the future? Well, that, you know, if, if our, our Daily Dale is a drug cheat in a couple of years? Uh, I was going to um, uh, ask if you heard about this, but uh, are you aware, Ben, that you have now interviewed a silver medalist that you thought was a bronze medalist? Uh, do tell who, who's this? So in Tokyo, the, the Canadian four by 100 relay team, Andre de Aaron Brown, Brendan Rodney, Jerome Blake. Um, it just came out yesterday that great Britain, uh, has now been disqualified, uh, on a doping charge. Oh, Canada has been upgraded to the silver. Ben, yes! you are, you are just <laughs> one step away from Italy being banned or, or being disqualified from interviewing a gold medalist. All you wow. got to look for is that the Italians are as big on the drugs as Great Britain was. And, of let's, course, it was Great Britain that did this to you. Let, let's be honest. You know, our, our man, the the 100-meter guy, the, the, you know, we're still shocked that an Italian, like, if anyone's going to be caught for doping, it's going to be that guy. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry, but we still don't believe that Italy can win the 100 meters. Um, I had no idea about that. That's, um, yeah. Britain got caught for doping? Jesus. Yeah. Wow. That explains a lot then. Um, so now, so congratulations, um, post-congratulations to Aaron Brown and um, Brendan Rodney, two interviewees from Off the Podium, who we assisted in giving you a silver medal just due to Ben's hatred of Great Britain. Ben has the power to curse. You know what? Great Britain is going to be caught for doping in another six months. Curling. And yeah, and curling, yeah, and Brad Gushu will be upgraded to the silver. Yeah, bloody hell, this is this is great. I mean, you know, I feel bad all those years I wasted on my life bagging out the French. They're nice and clean, the French. Look at them. They just run away, but, you know, they're, they're still clean. Those dirty Brits. Um, Britain and drug in the same sentence doesn't surprise me at all. But um, anyway, but seriously, props to Alexander, though. This is like something that I feel has not been talked about. Five medals. Mm. Uh, so... Uh, yeah, we we'll, we'll might be talking about him soon. Uh, bronze went to Simen Hegstad Kruger of Norway. Uh, so they couldn't get to their 16th gold, unfortunately. So uh, pick your game up, Norway. Uh, <laughs> you should be doing better than that. Um, but uh, they've got two more events to be decided, the pairs in the figure skating and the two-woman bobsleigh. We know will be a Germany gold coming there. So... Um, 
probably a Russian gold in the figure skating as well. So uh, good day for Russia and Germany. The medal tally as it stands is this moment. Norway, 15 gold, 8 silver, 12 bronze, 35 in total. Germany, 10 gold, 7 silver, 5 bronze, 22. USA, USA, 8 gold, 9 silver, 6 bronze, 23. And Joe Biden and his lovely wife, is it Jill? I don't know her name. Uh, good to see that they uh, finally woke up and realised the Olympics are on and posted their lovely little knitted sweater photo on Twitter of go Team USA in the Olympics. Joe, they're nearly over. Um, I actually think that was his post for Tokyo, funnily enough. <laughs> Good luck to Simone Biles and the rest of the team. Congratulations to Simone Biles. <laughs> Congratulations to Michael Phelps on his eight gold medals in Beijing. <laughs> Good on you, Joe. Mark Spitz has done so well in Munich. Um, the Netherlands, eight gold, five silver, four bronze, 17 in total. No more speed skating events with the Dutch, so they're done. Uh, Sweden, eight gold, five silver, four bronze, 17. And China, uh, they are six, uh, eight gold, four silver, two bronze, 14. Canada, if you win one more gold, Colin, if you can somehow pull a gold out of your ass tomorrow <laughs> in the Alpine skiing or the cross country, I don't know if it's going to happen, but yeah, you never know. Uh, you will officially move up. Uh, into 10th place because you have one more silver than France, but um, you've got four but, gold. But more importantly, in the overall medals, third. are we third? You or are ahead third. of US, right? Uh, yes, you are. So, and I, I'm pretty sure my... Oh, look, Channel 7 are finally showing the curling. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Channel 7. <laughs> Sorry, Colin. Um but I'm pretty sure not in my uh, predictions as far as gold medal, uh, gold medals, silver medals, bronze medals, but just the overall medals, I predicted 26 for Canada. So we're one away from me nailing Canada as 26 medals for these games, uh, which seemed a little bit high before. But uh, it's going to be bobsled. Bobsled is the one that we uh, have the best shot in right now. You've got, uh, yeah, I think you, you, you're you on for it in the four-man because you're sitting in third, I believe. And, and maybe uh, even in the two-woman. Uh, yeah, maybe. Still uh, in the mix, are we? I didn't fourth. watch last seat. You're there we go. going into the last run, uh, but you're about seven-tenths off the U.S. So, um, yeah. We'll, well, get to those. Kaylee well, has it coming, okay? Well, <laughs> it's not it's not Kaylee, though. It's the other U.S. one. Kaylee, Kaylee's oh. pulling a Michaela. Kaylee's in sixth. Come on. Yes. <laughs> yeah, suck it, Kaylee. Um, <laughs> but Canada, four gold, eight silver, 13 runs, 25. Australia are in 18th, Mr. Twitter guy. Uh, one gold, two silver, one bronze. And can I just say, New Zealand beating Finland on the medal tally. So come on, no pressure, Finland, for the ice hockey tomorrow. Um, go, and, go and grab it. Um, Britain, well done. You're in equal 24th place with Spain and the Ukraine. So that's a song, isn't it? Spain and the Ukraine. Um, more importantly, Belgium are ahead of Great Britain on the medal tally. So uh, congratulations to Belgium. Jared, um, can, can we get a rating on Spain and the Ukraine, please? <laughs> just just shut them up, please. Thank oh, you. Two. <laughs> give it a three at least. Um, so Canada and Australia results um, will go over now in the four-man bobsled after two runs. Canada are in third. Mr. Justin Cripps uh, and his sled are third. Christopher Spring's sled uh, is in 11th. And Taylor Austin's sled is in 21st place. Jamaica is in 28th. And if you want to know where Brazil are, they're in 20th. Uh, you're getting beaten by Brazil in bobsled, Canada. Um, so there you go. Pick your game up. 
Um, in the women, so we've just had the third run of the two women, the fourth run coming up very, very soon. Canada, Christine Bruin sled in fourth. Uh, Cynthia Pierce sled, even after crashing, is in eighth. Uh, Bree's got up one spot into 11th. Um, so Bree and Kiara, can they sneak in the top 10? They're actually one spot behind Canada and only 0.7 of a second off that 10th spot. So Melissa Latholtz's sled is in 10th place. Uh, so it's going to come down to the wire in that one. And Britain in the two-woman bobsled 19th. Suck it, Britain. Um, in the cross-country skiing, uh, Canada's best finisher was Olivier Lavelle, uh, 27th position. Remy Drolet was 35th. Uh, for Australia, Sevi DeCampo, 51st. Phil Bellingham, 53rd in that uh, as we said, I don't know why I've got the curling open. Uh, oh, no, these are the the bronze medal game is on right now between Sweden and Switzerland. And after five ends, Sweden three, Switzerland two. That's in the women's, of course. Uh, the pairs skating right now. I can tell you that Eric Radford and Vanessa James have gone. And they're sitting in eighth place at the moment. Uh, they are behind the other Canadian pair of Michael Marinaro. That's a, my favorite type of pasta sauce. Uh, and Kirsten Moore Towers in six. That was a four, Jared. Come on, that was at least a four. Yeah. yeah <laughs> slow down. I, like I feel like there was a better joke with Kirsten Moore Towers there, but um, I don't know. <laughs> more, more Towers. Uh, <laughs> I, I need to comment on the pairs here. Please do, um, Colin. Well, this is something that's not being talked about. All the talk about, oh, look what's happened in hockey uh, or the men's hockey. Look at what's happened in curling. Uh, I, I did a little bit of digging, and unless I'm wrong, Canada has not ever not medaled in figure skating since Lake Placid in 1980. Ooh. We have medaled in every Olympics for figure skating since then. Uh, and in, in the last you know, three, four Olympics has been significant meddling. Um, and I think this kind of, it kind of goes back to, I, I heard a little bit uh, on TV, them saying the same thing that I was saying, uh, when the team event was going on is we have a lot of changeover. A lot of our more experienced skaters are gone. Now we have a lot of new people in, you have somebody experienced like Eric Radford and Vanessa James, who were both in like their fourth Olympics, but they've only been paired up for eight, nine months. Um, I don't know, maybe this is going to be talked about more at the end of the Olympics, but like. To me, this is the more shocking thing that for the first time in 42 years, Canada is potentially, we're really hoping that Camilla costs those Russians uh, their spot in the team event because 42 years without a medal or without not winning a medal in um, figure skating. Like that's, that's crazy that that's not being talked about more here. Well, I can tell you that um, Australia has gone uh, 98 years without winning uh, a medal <laughs> in uh, figure skating. Actually, it's longer than that because uh, figure skating was in like 1908 in the Summer Olympics, wasn't it? So uh, we've gone like 114 years without winning one. So we're hoping our drought's coming soon. I believe there's a national inquiry coming into uh, the performance of our figure skaters in these Olympics. It's just been rubbish, hasn't oh. it, Jared? Like we, we expected better, right? It has been. We're going to have to get an expert in in, in breaking medal droughts. So uh, Bart Swings, the new Australian figure skating coach. <laughs> No, New Zealand, uh, basically. Uh, Nico Porteous coming in uh, to do it. But um, that's actually really interesting, Colin, because, you know, it's 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 weird that as a non-Canadian that, like, I see you guys winning lots of uh, medals in figure skating, but it's never really a sport that I automatically assume Canada, like, figure skating to, I think, many 
outside of the countries that win it, he's like, oh, it's a Russian sport. It's an American sport. You know, it's, it's yeah. maybe Japanese. Is, yeah, Japanese. Like it's, it's, but like, you're right. Like Canada generally always win medals in it. So it's kind of, it, it's interesting. I mean, you got to remember Britain used to win gold medals in fucking figure skating. So, um, and like when I was do, doing our uh, celebratory athletes for, for Canada, uh, my initial thought was I'm like, I want to include as many sports as possible. But when it came to, speed skating and figure skating that's where i struggled the most i'm like well how do i not include tessa and scott how do i not include brian orser you know it, it didn't even occur to me how many legends of of figure skating we had in canada until i had to sit down and do it and yet it is it is a major sport here it gets a lot of coverage i think it's just because um maybe because there's so many events it gets lost in the shuffle it's not like there's as much focus on the pairs uh, as there is, because if we don't meddle in pairs, we're probably meddling in ice dancing. If we don't meddle in the men's, we're probably meddling in the women's, but somehow it seems to have gone unnoticed. We're not meddling in anything this time. Well, I'm just, I'm really quickly scrolling through, uh, each of the Olympics here. It's, it's a fun thing to do. And I'm seeing he didn't meddle in 1980, didn't meddle in 1968, 52, 36. Uh, and it looks here, 1928 either. Um, 1924. Uh, so anyway, there's been a few. I thought maybe there was only going to be the one, but um, interesting, fascinating, fascinating stuff here that I'm learning. Even Jared's going, yeah, yeah, this is so fascinating. So take those medals from those druggy Russians. <laughs> druggy. We want our defaults. We want our default bronze, and we want Eric Radford to get a bronze off the podium. So yeah. you know, selfish, selfish off the podium. Uh, in the shit pipe, uh, Noah Bowman was fourth for Canada. Brendan Mackay or McKay was ninth for Canada, and Simon Dartois, Dartois, Dartois. <laughs> I don't know. Nobody knows how to pronounce it. Dartos uh, was tenth, but he beat Miguel Porteous. So uh, suck it, other New Zealander in the final. Um, in the the mass start for the men's, uh, a man, uh, Jordan Belchois, Belchos, 13th, Antoine Gellius, blah, 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 uh, was 15th. Um, and uh, so both your skaters went through. There was a, the Kiwi skater guy, Peter Michael, uh, didn't make it through to the finals, so suck at New Zealand. Um, <laughs> and in the women's. A woman's. Uh, Valerie Maute was six uh, in the woman's. And uh, both of your skaters made it through to the final. So there you go. There's the Argentinian speed skater. There you go. We need more Argentinian. Maria Victoria Rodriguez Lopez. Don't save any names for anyone else there, love. Um, but she got dead last in her semi-final. So come on. National Inquiry. Dale. Argent- yeah. There we go. <laughs> National Inquiry into Argentinian speed skating. She'll be done there. Um, what do we watch today, boys? Boys, um, Jared. Um, I feel like I caught a bit of everything. Uh, a little bit of the bobsleigh, uh, the last lap of the uh, cross country skiing, the men's prestigious twenty five kilometers or whatever it was. Um, the curling. Sorry, I'm in Oscar take the gold. Uh, a little bit of the pairs figure skating, the half pipe, obviously, which is more like the quarter pipe after that big chunk was taken out of it by the guy crashing. Um, and then the mass start men's and women's in the speed skating. Colin. He 
cannot yeah. hear you. Oh, yes. now we can. Why not? Hello, there you are. <laughs> I'm talking. I don't know. I <laughs> tell your computer that. Now try that again. <laughs> uh, pretty much everything that Jared mentioned, uh, I saw more of the cross country because it was not hard to watch it in its in- entirety. <laughs> I will say it's it's great. Uh, it's great scenery. Uh, it's very <laughs> calming. Fall asleep to. I was trying to watch the uh, falling asleep to the um the the mass start speed skating and it's a little bit too fast a little bit too intense and so once once i was able to switch over and watch the cross country it was uh easier to fall asleep and now i'm watching the twirling around again in the 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 woman's speed skating uh the wipeout there uh, i completely see what you mean <laughs> uh, um i did the only thing i didn't see was bobsled so uh, i'm excited wow. to catch the final run of that uh i saw the highlights of justin cripps and christopher spring and that was pretty much it um i didn't watch a lot today i kind of woke up and i had a long sleep in today because i was lazy but uh i saw the bobsleigh the bobsleigh the bobsleigh um i saw tessa cody getting interviewed and having an awkward exchange with a Richmond football player. <laughs> that was It's like, you're a big fan of Richmond, aren't you, Tess? Yeah, well, we've gotten blah, 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 triple premiership player. Oh, bro. And then it was just like, oh, you play for Richmond. Oh, you won a medal. Ha, ha, ha. Anyway, moving on. Uh, so, Tess, <laughs> it was just, did you see that, Jared? A couple of, a couple of groms, if ever I saw them. <laughs> it was so awkward. They'd be like, Colin, if they get like a Canadian on set, like, oh, you're a big fan of the Toronto Maple Leafs. He's never won a Stanley Cup player. How are you going? Oh, yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Cool. All right, moving on. <laughs> it was just really weird. Um, I saw, uh, I'm watching the figure skating right now. Uh, and I watched the mass start. That was probably the longest uh, event that I was able to watch today. Um, fails, Jared. What if, besides the Richmond test awkwardness? Yeah, we had that, and we've already spoken about it. the other one. I had was the uh, the Mel and Nico interview. It's just cringe. Um, but that's that's about it. That's about it. Uh, I, I mean. From what I saw, I like. I actually really <laughs> like that that wall thing that they did, and I gave my thoughts on Mel before. But um, again, still perfect. Channel Seven, so good. But although I think I have to say, quality's dipped a lot in the research department uh, in the mm-hmm. last twenty four hours. Don't know if the the stats and the facts were as quite as good as they were for the other fourteen days. Uh, so not too sure about that. Um, I'm about to go to Colin here in a second. I don't know if he's going to have Casper turn around and say some fails because he's just taken his hoodie or something like that as he's walked off colin he he grabbed one of the twins jackets that he's going to try to cram himself into um i don't really have any commentary fails but i'm i'm excited uh to hopefully record something for you when i do get to watch the bobsled because uh what brief bit i did see yesterday we had another the same guy who had the, oh no he had a wow <laughs> <laughs> this guy's very animated just in short bursts so uh, if we get any more uh, wild animal cries from this man, I will make sure to record it for tomorrow. I think we just get him on the show and just like do impersonations of animals, basically, um, really along those lines. Um, athlete celebration. <laughs> I'm just intrigued here watching what Casper is actually doing. Is he wearing a Chicago Blackhawks and Toronto Maple Leaf top? No, it's uh, it's Toronto Maple Leaf jammies. Those are some of his favorites. Uh, kind of. What's All right, got a why ball don't you take there? that? Yeah, it's a gi- one of those giant bouncing exercise balls. Take it upstairs, Casper. <laughs> Go bounce mummy with it, Casper. Um, <laughs> uh, who's the Canadian athlete celebratory athlete today? 
Um, you tell me. Uh, <laughs> I've lost track of my days. Team Jennifer Jones. Oh, he's, he's choking. Hang on. Sorry, Colin. He gets excited when he talks about Team Jennifer Jones. Oh, how could I not? These are uh, my hometown heroes. Uh, and it's not just because of my hometown heroes. They're picked here. I, these are the, the, the team that is probably most closely associated with curling in Canada over my lifetime. Uh, so uh, as we interviewed one of them on the show, this is uh, another one of our celebratory athletes that uh, um, we've had the privilege of interviewing on here, at least one of them, Jill Officer, who is the only one who's not back in these games, which again, we're going to claim you would have won gold again. You would have been undefeated again if Jill was there. So um, come back, Jill, please. We need you. Uh, but anyways, they, they were uh, the ones who went undefeated in the Sochi Olympics, won gold, sadly did not make the Pyeongchang Games, and poor Rachel Hallman has never been forgiven since. Uh, and we live through all the drama of them. Even now we can add to uh, these games with them sitting on the sidelines, as I said, one of the most dramatic things ever in Winter Olympics in Canada, uh, watching the other games, just never nothing going right for their way. But uh, Jennifer Jones especially is one of the legends uh, of winter sports in Canada. And just for them being in my hometown, I can say like it is, they are enormous here. We have already covered, without them even realizing it, Clara Hughes and Cindy Clausen, two other Winnipeggers, who are arguably the biggest stars in speed skating history and two of the most accomplished winter athletes of all time. And yet Jennifer Jones and her crew dwarf them for popularity here in Winnipeg. Uh, one of the best stories uh, I've heard about athletes um, uh, coming home and, and after winning the Olympics and just what the, the sensation was like is listen to the Jill officer interview about uh, the amount of people that came out to greet them at the airport after Sochi in minus 40 degree temperature at 12 or one o'clock in the morning here in Winnipeg. It was insane. I I'll never forget just how big of a deal it was after they won the Olympics in Sochi and they will win again. They're coming back. I'm telling I would you. just, as the uh, politically correct host on this show, I'd just like to formally apologize for two comments Colin just said. Um, they're not that fat. Don't call them enormous. Please don't fat shame our uh, celebratory <laughs> guests. And also little people, not dwarfs anymore, Colin. That's uh, very uh, insensitive of you to say that. So just. What um, did I, I say? Oh, okay. Dwarf. Yes, I yeah. get it. Colin, uh, Jared, what was that joke like on uh, Jared's scale? <laughs> it might like scrape a four. Oh, like, so the quality's <laughs> going up. That wasn't bad. You know, <laughs> I'll take it. That's that's, that's pretty decent. Um, breaking news in the curling. Uh, it is still 3-2 Sweden leaving, leading. Well, they're probably leaving. I don't know. Switzerland. Um, breaking news in the men's bronze medal ice hockey match. It is nil all. Um, although I can say that Slovakia... Um, when well, Sweden went on the power play, uh, the four minute mark because uh, that dirty uh, goaltender Patrick Rybar tripped someone. Uh, so good on him. Good on, yeah, good <laughs> on him. That's the Slovakian way. The goalies are tripping people. Like, get out, get on the floor. Um, the Australian athlete celebratory one today, uh, Diane Ogle, our very first ever loser. She competed in Alberville in 1992. She finished 21st, which was the best ever finish by an Australian in luge until Mr. Falazzo uh, did that a little bit better this time around in Beijing. Uh, she, uh, of course, yeah, the first athlete to compete 
in lose pretty pretty decent effort there to do that as we've talked about these sliding sports on exactly a uh, huge pathway for those and I, i'm gonna honestly say i think of the three luge the most impressive for an australian to do because like bobsleigh sprinter like get a sprinter you, they're, they're fast put them in a sled skeleton similar thing you sprint like luge the lazy sport of the sliders because you're sitting down um, <laughs> but the fastest of the sliding sports. So uh, clearly there's something in there to being a bit lazy by sitting down at the start and just using your arms. So uh, good on you, Diane, for uh, for doing that. I'm ogling I, at your achievements. Now that's a, that's a six. I knew Jared. that joke was coming. No, no, no. That's that's still, you're still below five. Hey, this isn't the Colin Hilding joke scale. This is the Jared Lubick joke scale. What do you say, Jared? Jared? 4.75. Hey, that's There decent. you go. <laughs> You he literally confirmed my point. <laughs> um, um, I, I have I have a question, and I'll get to it in a second. But I just want to say one of the interesting things is uh, one of Justin Cripps. I think it was Justin Cripps or Christopher Springs, one of the Canadian bobsledders. Um, they have they have a CFL player in their sled. Um, this is a professional football player who has decided in his off season, he wants to become a bobsledder, uh, which is incredible. Uh, but that's just a side note. One of my questions I had uh, because. With your your athletes, you've said there's Bart swings on my TV right now. What a what man! A man. <laughs> uh, and what a great color yellow is on him. It really compliments his eyes. Uh, it really does. Anyways, um, how many of these athletes were you aware of going in? Because I think you did a similar thing that I did. You wanted to pick as many sports as possible, and I can say there's at least two of the Canadian athletes that I had to Google so I could find what's our best ever in this sport. Um, the other ones I at least had probably heard of, but I would imagine maybe some of this might be harder to find, or maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you know, being uh, the the greatest loser of all time is, is still a massive deal in Australia. Uh, look, I would firmly say that Jared would back me up on this. That I don't think anyone in Australia would know who the fuck Diane Ogle is. Um, so um, look, it. I kind of. I did two things with it. I straight away I wanted to balance it, but it, I never did it on a sports basing. It was more of a I wanted equal gender. I wanted fifty percent women, fifty percent men. Uh, that was the first thing I did. Then I was like, okay, we don't really have many gold medalists, so I can easily have five or five having a day. Dale Beg Smith was always getting a day no matter what. Uh, I knew the twentieth anniversary of like Bradbury, so th- those were the easy ones. But then I kind of did it. I looked at sort of like anniversaries, like, uh, you know, certain days or things like that. But then I wanted to just kind of do certain aspects where it was like, okay, Nordic combined starts today. So let's celebrate our one Nordic combined athlete. I wanted to put Mm -hmm. a bit of a homage to ice hockey. So we've obviously had one ice hockey player who was our first ever flag bearer and spoiler alert, our last athlete tomorrow will be an ice hockey player. Um, And then the rest of it kind of just, um, you know, you'd have to have someone like Colin Coates. He's been to six Olympics at our best ever finish before uh, we won a medal. And, um, and is then he also, somebody that everybody's aware of? Colin, I think Colin Coates is someone that, I mean, people who know their Olympics would know who Colin Coates is. I, I mean, I Researchers would say... Researchers for Channel 7 would. Well, I, I mean, I think... I don't know, Jared, if you knew who Colin Coates was before that, but, like, I feel he is somebody who some people would have heard of. Yeah, I'd heard of Colin Coates. Yeah, because I think he's been involved in other things as well. But, like, I mean, he's, you know, six-time, our only Winter Olympian has been to six Olympics. Um, but other, and the other ones sort of, 
uh, was like I, our first ever Winter Olympian, who was Ken Kennedy, and then our first ever female Winter Olympians, uh, Nancy and Gwen. So the, And the other ones then kind of were just like, the skeleton was starting that day, so Emma, let, let's, you know, do And that worked out well with Jackie obviously winning the medal. Stephen Lee, somebody who's a bit of an icon in Australian winter sports, is obviously having some troubles right now and, and people are kind of getting behind him. Um, so does that answer your question? Like, I, it was kind of like, I, I don't, I like, I think the majority of ours people have heard, like, everyone knows who Bradbury is, everyone knows who Tora Bright is, everyone knows who Lydia Lasser is. Um, you know, the, uh, most people know who Alyssa Campbell is. Most people know who Zali Stegall is. Most people know who Dale Beck Smith are, y- you know, but like, and then it was kind of the other one. So yeah. Anyway, long winded answer to a simple question. Yes. 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 The answer that Colin gives. Yes. Uh, Jared, who did you choose for Did we have the Jared Lubig athlete celebratory person of the day? No, it was the Argentinian, uh, <laughs> speech get, obviously. You would have had the Slovakian athlete of the day, right? Mm. Like. He's Sven Belelikov. No, what's his face for tripping over the other players? <laughs> Patrick, Patrick Rybar, what a legend. Inf- infamous <laughs> Slovakian, famous, uh, you know, uh, tripper, basically. Um, Make a documentary about it, you know. Daily Dale, I've only got two uh, potentials, so I'm open here. I'm not sold on either of mine. Uh, I'll just say it right now. Honestly, I've put the Jamaican bobsled team up because of the lucky egg. <laughs> That's fucking brilliant. Um, and I, I know we've had, like, I think two speed skaters already, haven't we? But Bart Swings, what a man. Breaking the drought and uh, for Belgium, it's pretty awesome. And the fact he's Davies Bart fucking swings. So um, I think, you know, we've lost track of this. Hey, let's give every sport a shining moment. But uh, anyway, they're my two. So, uh, Jared, do you have any potential different ones there? Uh, no, not really. Like, I had considered like Irene Schutten and Alexander in like the um in the cross country because they both got three gold medals. But um I just think breaking that 74-year drought for a gold is more impressive, especially like Belgian, like it just seems like a country you'd think would have won a couple more golds in in the Winter Olympics. So um yeah, that's that's where I'm thinking. Okay. Colin, any anything different? Um, well, I, we're all agreement in at least one person. Cause I had Bart swings as well. Um, my only other one, uh, I, I was thinking about cross country as well. Cause I know that we've given it to a biathlete, but have we given one to just straight cross country yet? Uh, the, the Irish guy that you're angry about. Oh, that's right. I was, <laughs> I wasn't on that day. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, before I get to this, um, or I'll get to say, I'll, 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 I'll just, give my my only other choice that i had was uh the guy i still can't remember the name of the other new zealander who had the most epic wipeout i've ever seen that was yesterday <laughs> he lost his head uh ben uh harrington yesterday colin yesterday colin that was yesterday what do you mean yesterday he, he did it, it was literally qualifying. on the beginning of today but it was in the qualifying he didn't qualify for the final Oh, okay. There you go. Okay. I get what you're saying now. Yes. Uh, nobody, it, 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 again, it only made TV here, but, it, but yeah, that was my only choice. So I, I think it's going to be um, uh, obviously Bart Swings. But before we get to that, I just want to say uh, yesterday on the show, I was making a big deal about the fact that Scott Gow and Christian Gow, two brothers, were for several kilometers briefly leading in um, the, the biathlon. Yes. And Ben very much you know, oh, a couple of kilometers, big deal. And I'm like, it is a big deal. I mean, the, the Irish guy's big deal. They're a big deal. Oh, okay, a couple of kilometers. I just want to read something here. Scott Gow posted on Instagram, 
pretty special to lead a race with my brother at the Olympics. It only lasted a couple kilometers, but it's a fun moment I'll never forget. It was another challenging day filled with opportunity. I started off really well, but faltered in one of my prone shootings and watched the field slip away. Big congratulations to Christian Gal, blah, 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 blah. Liked by off the podium pod. Um, I want you to take back your criticism for Scott and Christian leading for as long as they did. I, I, I love how you get so snarky over little things. Like I, I like a brief two second criticism isn't like a 20 minute rant. Like it's just Let's sometimes go back I'm back to the episode. It was more than a brief two seconds. So, sometimes I, I just like to do things to shit you off. Um, but uh, yeah, I like that. This is our I like good friend our Scott Gow. Let's give yeah, him that's credit. I liked it. Okay. Um, so what are you, what are you talking about? I actually well, sent Scott a message. Let's have listen to the episode and see what you're thoughts were i sent scott a message during the week congratulating him and he wrote back and he said thanks so you know I'm not i want you to scott. send a message congratulating for him and christian gow leading for several kilometers if we if we want to talk about our former guests uh like if we ranked our former guests based on who likes the most of our posts uh he's up there as one of the most like he he likes a lot of what we post so um you know what a like, man what a man I, and i also want to comment <laughs> i want to comment on the biathlon, um, and I'm wondering if it's going to be similar because I'm kind of disappointed when you said that uh, curling was not getting the coverage um, because I like when a new sport can kind of make something interesting again in Canada. The ski jumping medal for Canada made ski jumping a big deal for the rest of these Olympics. And <coughs> very, very uh, choked up about this. Um, and the, um, the biathlon success we've had, even though it hasn't resulted in a medal, has resulted in a lot of coverage for biathlon and even cross country that we really haven't seen in close to 15, 20 years in the Olympics here. So I'm glad that uh, some of this smaller success is leading to more success just in, in attention on the sports. Well, I, like I'm honestly surprised that it hasn't because like all, I don't know, Jared, if you've noticed, but all they do generally with the curling is literally like they do put the mega wall up and they're like, curling's on right now. You loved watching Dean and Tali, so you can watch it on the seven. At, like, literally, they say that every time. The only thing that, I mean, when I was working in studio with Joe, there was a couple of the days where um, I would be providing her the score so that when she would come back from the break, she would literally be like, oh, and if you switch to the curling right now, you know, Canada are leading, blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. That was it. Um, but yeah, it, it surprised me because, like, again, we went curling crazy in this country. And then they've, I don't think, shown anything of the, the teams. I mean, Jared, have you seen any of them, like, this liveness besides a brief little update like they did, like, a few seconds ago? No. Um, and I hope I'm wrong, but I just feel that... I just worry that they're not going to get this big push in the sport that they think they're going to get. I think the interest is there, but I think... I don't know. It feels like it's already, like, waning because they're not showing it. And I'm just concerned they're not going to get a dedicated rink. But I hope I'm wrong. But I just and, I just have that feeling. And, and look at we we talked about this briefly yesterday. Look at what the success in curling for Korea and Japan did in Pyeongchang. Mm. And now we're here, you know, four years later, and Japan's going it's, for a gold medal, and Korea is still in it. I think at the end of the day, with winter sports in Australia, like there is a bit of a, a weird attention span because I think that. Yeah, it's got some attention. Yeah, it will move forward. But, like, you know, when, when we won the bronze in, in 94, you know, it didn't really exactly set off a massive wave of speed skaters, did it? And, like, you mm -hmm. look at what we're, where we're at right now with short track. We had one guy in it this time around, and they're struggling to get short track speed skaters. And this is 20 years removed from Stephen winning. And, like, even after Bradbury won the gold, 
we didn't really have a massive influx of that. I mean, the only consistent sport we generally seem to have is aerial skiing. Um, and that's only with the females. Like even after Dave Morris, like the, the men in the aerials just don't happen in Australia. Um, and then snowboard, yeah, it's kind of there. It's kind of just where where we're at with winter sports. So it's kind of that weird thing where the attention goes there. Yeah, it gets a bit of here and there, but it doesn't, you know, like we're getting these great facilities now, obviously, uh, which is helping, but it's still not something that I feel, you know, goes, I mean, look at Zali. Like, I mean, we've not even had somebody remotely close in Alpine skiing since Zali Stegel won that bronze medal. So, mm. yeah, it's, it's interesting. I, I don't understand how well, that happens with Australian sport because, you know, we love it and we're so pumped about it. But, yeah, I'm kind of with Jared. I, I don't, like, as much as I want to think that this will change the sport, and I'm sure, I mean, as I said, when I went to that come and try curling night, they said this is the most they've ever had at a come and try curling night. So, yeah, there's a bit of influx into it there, but I, I don't know. I don't think we're going to all of a sudden be having a man's, woman's, and a mixed team come Milan. Yeah, well, I, I think also it, it, it changes when it's a specialty sport. Um, mm. Like, for example, swimming is something every Canadian can do. Soccer is something that every Canadian does do. It's just we don't have the success. And what happened from Rio to Tokyo was you had so much of a new interest in people who already were swimming just for fun, recreation, and already we're playing soccer just as for fun, for recreation, saying like, oh, this could actually be a career. This is something I can win an Olympic medal with. So we had such a huge uh, uh, influx of, of, of new athletes taking the sport seriously. But when you take something like ski jumping, like um, the, the interview that I said they had um, of uh, Ali and Mackenzie uh, after the, the ski jumping event here, they asked, you know, do you think – that this is finally going to bring attention to ski jumping and this is something Canada can be competitive in. And I, I think it was Mackenzie who said, I'll be completely honest with you, until we actually have the facilities in Canada, you know, you're still going to, you're going to have the four of us and maybe a couple other people with the money who are willing to pay their own way. And that's why Vancouver getting the Olympics in 2030 would be so important is because it's probably yeah. the only hope we have for ski jumping in Canada. Whereas if we have cross-country seeing success right now, that's part of our gym class in Canada. You know, like it's only going to take people taking an interest in saying I could do this competitively, but it's not going to be as easy if you don't have facilities. Well, you just wait until the gym classes in Australia start offering skeleton now after Jackie Silva. Like it's just <laughs> going to take off. Like, all right, guys, it's Tuesday morning. Get in your skeleton sleds and go down the highway. Just fucking gun it. Basically uh, all the way. Uh, just quickly, do we actually confirm that Bart Swings is our daily Dale? Yes, we've locked Bart in. I mean, he's the only one all three of us had. Yeah, okay. Well, that's good, right? Good to know. Um, breaking news in the curling women's bronze medal game after six ends. Switzerland, two. Sweden, six. Ho-ho. Come on, Sweden. Um, they just got three in that last end, so uh, doing very well. Uh, breaking news in the pairs figure skating. Uh, with only two pairs to go. We've got Russia in first, Russia in second, China in third. The two pairs to go are Russia and China. So I can firmly say that Russia will at least win two medals. Uh, and China, well, Russia are one, two, three right now, as I'm seeing, because the, the pairish is gone. So unless Han Kong and Su Wenjing crash and die... Uh, I'm assuming we're going to have uh, two Russians and a Chinese pair winning medals in that one. And, and no medal ceremony. No medal ceremony until 2030 in Vancouver. 
Um, and breaking news in the men's ice hockey bronze medal at the end of the first period, it's nothing, nothing. So um, doing well. And the bobsleigh, the two-woman, is underway. I'm watching Rock go down and they're beating France. So as they uh, like to do that. Um, tomorrow, tomorrow, I love you, tomorrow. Uh, five medals actually happening. I meant to be four. We didn't mention the alpine skiing mixed team did get bumped oh, yeah. until tomorrow, which is a bit disappointing. Colin, did you see the video of the, the course? I didn't. Like, this is why I say 14 kilometer an hour winds. I mean, it looked like a blizzard. We've got a blizzard forecasted for Winnipeg today. And I guarantee it's not going to be as bad outside as it was uh, on that Alpine course. Like, it looked brutal. That This is where the, the real athletes, the men and the women, you know, they cancel that event. You know it's bad. Which, you know, what makes it interesting is if it's worse tomorrow, they can't exactly postpone it till after the close. Like, they just have to yeah. do it tomorrow, right? Like, it's like, suck but it that's up. that's happened before. I'm, I'm trying to remember. It, um, at some point, post Vancouver, I know that there was uh, an Olympics and it might've been summer or winter. I can't specifically remember when, where something was delayed for after the closing ceremonies. Really? No. Oh. Yeah. I can't okay. remember what event it was though. The, the, um, the, the, the men's marathon was run in 2012. After, that was actually the Athens marathon. Uh, it was run at the same time as, the one in London. Um, Jared, are we a, up to a five yet? There's not even a smile on that no, one. No, that was a one. <laughs> no, that, didn't, that didn't, the meter didn't move. Yeah, that's uh, just not, I mean, Just, just shorten the course, right? Or Jared. Shorten the course for the Alpine skiing. Just send them down the half pipe. Do it indoor. Like, just, <laughs> the speed skating venue's not being used tomorrow. Like, just build that man-made snow. Just build a quick little mountain on the ice. Make it more challenge. Esther could do it. She's not in the, the team event, but I'm sure she could try it. Um, so, the mixed team will be on tomorrow. Uh, the four-man bobsleigh medals will be decided. The women's 30-kilometer freestyle probably be the women's, like, one-and-a-half-kilometer freestyle. Um, the women's curling gold medal match, and, of course, the men's ice hockey gold medal match will be the last one to go on. So just looking at the schedule tomorrow, so I was thinking maybe would curling get some coverage on 7 tomorrow, but uh, that kicks off at 12.05 Australian time, five minutes after Channel 7 goes on to air. But uh, the parallel finals start... At midday, so I'm assuming we're going to get the alpine skiing. Uh, then we'll probably get the four-man bobsleigh because that's basically starts at 12:30. Uh, then we'll probably get the cross country because we'll have uh, Casey and Jess in that. So for an Australian perspective, so I don't think curling's going to get any attention tomorrow. And then they usually do show the uh, men's ice hockey final, which is on at 3:10 uh, for us tomorrow afternoon. Uh, so yeah, in terms of um, Australia tomorrow, we'll have uh, Casey and Jess, and obviously for off the podium, our only uh, uh, athlete in contention. We've had athletes every single day. That is a record. We've never had that before, so that's pretty exciting. Um, sneaky gold for for Casey in one two tomorrow, Jared. Like everyone in the in the cross country falls over, and uh, we Brad breed in the cross country. You know, it, we we'd love a sneaky gold. Absolutely. Uh, Imagine which, that back ahead of New Zealand. Oh. Us, suck at New Zealand. <laughs> gold, it's the first second gold medal off the podium. Casey Wright skates across the line, does it perfectly. Um, Colin, I, I guess so. I mean, possible medal in the four man bobsleigh, mm-hmm. but I guess kind of. I mean, any hope in the in the alpine skiing? Do you think or? Um, I'm about. hearing I'm hearing nothing about it, so I'm going to guess no. Although I will say I, I I feel like CBC is trying to not get people's expectations up because I would have come into today saying probably no hope for Canada to get a medal, uh, and obviously that was wrong. 
Uh, so you never know. Maybe there's a surprise that uh, <laughs> that's being kept under wraps. Um, really cross my fingers, though, for the bobsled, because the two-man, Justin Cripps, really struggled there. Uh, and this was one of our big stars, one of one of our, you know, headlining uh, marquee events that has been promoted going into these games was Justin Cripps and the bobsled. Uh, and it's right at the end. So it'd be incredible. And, and he will get help me get to my 26. I want a 26. He's going to get me to my 26. I honestly can't even remember what I predicted. I haven't looked at it since I did it. So um, I know I've technically got Australia, right? Because I said four. Um, but uh, just a different colors. Meanwhile, breaking news in the bobsleigh, Bree and Kiara are going down the course right now. Uh, so they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing, they're pushing, and they're in the sled, which is a good start. <laughs> and when I say good start, they're 0.08 underneath the Russians. Come on, Australia, beat the Russians. Um, see how they go. Um, but uh, I can tell you that Canada tomorrow in the Alpine, your first round matchup is against Slovenia. Woohoo, traditional rivals in alpine skiing. Uh, so we have France against the Czech Republic, and no, unfortunately, Esther not taking part in that. Norway and Poland, Italy versus Rock. USA against Slovakia. Well, there you go, Jared, get on board. Uh, Germany versus Sweden, and Switzerland versus the People's Republic of China. Is, uh, is Michaela Schitfren taking part tomorrow? I don't think she is. Uh, so that would lose it for the USA. Oh, Australia dropped behind the Russians. Would it really matter if she was? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, this isn't, come on, come on, Bray, you can beat the Russians. You don't need drugs to, to beat them. 0.44 under at the moment. There's our board looking uh, official. I love these officials at the bobsleigh who just have their backs to the bobsleds and the luge and the skeleton. She crosses the line and 0.53 behind Russia. That's not great. Um, anyway, we got beaten by some drug cheats. Well done. Um, yeah, but tomorrow, our last day, and actually, because it'll also be our closing ceremony review, of course, tomorrow. Jared will not be with us tomorrow night because he is dying. Um, <laughs> obviously, the closing ceremony will be finished very well past Jared's bedtime because he has a real job to go to the next day. So I'll just get a quick little uh, thought process from both of you as well in terms of... Uh, Hopes for the closing ceremony. I mean, this is just a pointless question we always ask on this show. Um, Jared, what do you hope from the closing ceremony? Uh, you know, not much. Um, I'm hoping we don't get a cliche song, but it will happen. Uh, a cliche English song that we're going to get at some point. Um, less children and children's choirs would be great. I feel like the handover will be good. Like it normally, that's something that's been consistently, I feel like good for like the last couple of, of Olympics is the handover is good. So looking forward to that. Uh, but apart from that, just hoping that, you know, it runs smoothly. Maybe they can surprise us with something fun. Just get everybody in there drumming again, please. Well, we had um, Mario in the Tokyo handover, right? It's Italian. So Mario might make a return. I don't know who the I don't think Silvio Bascogni, or whatever name is, is the president of Italy still. I don't think he's been president for like ten years. I don't know who the Italian prime minister or president is. So expect to see them dressed as Mario, eating some pasta, driving a Ferrari. But it's Milan, Cortina, like Milan's fashion, right? Are we going to have you know uh, Giselle back from Rio in a, another walk? I know she's not Italian, but um, you know may, maybe we could have some Italian soccer players diving. That would be that would be fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm with you. I, I'm always a fan of the handover ceremony, and I don't remember Turin's handover. I remember their opening ceremony. That was a good opening ceremony in Turin. They had a great closing ceremony. They had Ricky Martin in their closing ceremony back in Turin. Who doesn't love that? But I remember their opening ceremony having a Ferrari Formula One car in there. That was great. 
And was that Pavarotti too, wasn't he? In the um, and yeah, the speed skaters with the flames coming out of their backs. So, yeah, I'm on board for the Italians. Bring on the handover ceremony. Uh, Colin, uh, I'll, I'll let you choke first. Um, you will obviously be with me talking about the uh, closing ceremony tomorrow night. But any thank you. Thought- Exactly, thoughts. And and also, uh, I'll actually get uh, flag bearer predictions because I don't think they've been announced yet for yeah. both of us. So uh, what are you thinking? It's um, other than the people who are constantly saying, oh, it should be Charles Hamlin and Marie-Philippe Poulin and being reminded, no, 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 they're already the opening one. You can't be both. Um, it's pretty much unanimous Max Perot, like flat out unanimous. A, a couple of people have thrown, you know, uh, Brad Gushu's name in there for the curling. Uh, but Max Pro is about the most unanimous uh, selection, at least from the public, that I've ever seen. Uh, and on the, the women's side, because I think we will have two, uh, I think it's going to be Sarah Nurse. There's a lot of people who want Isabel Wiedemann out there. But now, I think the only problem with that is that the accomplishment for her would have been the, um, the, the three medals. She's not even the only one who's won three medals now. Uh, I think Stephen Dubois won three uh, here as well. Mm. But uh, I think it's going to be Sarah Nurse. That. I, I'm about as confident as I've been since I predicted um, Britt Cox and Andy Naughty for gold and silver in Pyeongchang that we are going to get <laughs> Sarah Nurse and um, Max Perot as our flag bearers. Um, Jared. Jasper's very confident too. Very much so. Um, the problem with Australia, Jared, is basically no one's there anymore. No one's there. Um, Tess is home, Scott's back in New York, uh, Jakara's home, and Jackie's home. So none of our medalists are there anymore. Um, I think Britt's gone as well, so you can't even give that Just to her. Just take Nico. He's gone, I think, too. I, like, realistically, it's I, I honestly think it could be Bree just because she got fifth. Um, so, you know, she will. Gre- Greta's still around, of course. Um, cause Greta's there cheering, uh, you know, in her third Olympics. Um, I mean, I, I think Sammy's still there. Um, I, I think they're the only ones who are still there. I just, I guess Casey and, and Jess will be there across country. I mean, that'd be cool. Phil Bellingham, it's his third Olympics. So give him the honor of that. I don't know, but like, I think realistically it'd probably be Bree just based on the performances of who's left there. And I don't know if we'll have the two, if we do have the two, I say Bree and Phil. Um, based on, you know, Phil's third Olympics. But uh, any other outside-the-box thoughts? Alyssa Camplin again, have we said this the other day? No, that was my thinking as well. I feel like it's got bobsled Bree, who's, you know, she's here, there she is running the uh, two-women bob by herself. She doesn't yep. have anyone else in there. We, we wouldn't know about that. <laughs> um, and then I'm with you. I feel like the, it's going to be a little bit similar to the opening when they're like, oh, dual fly bearers. Uh, we've got to pick a man who who's available and on the table here. Um, so I think that it, it might be Phil because they were talking up him being at his third Olympics uh, during the coverage today. So maybe, they, maybe they've maybe they got an, an inside line there and that's the way they're going to go. I have a question because uh, you don't need to pick male and female. Um, you could have the, whoever's who's who's Bree second. <laughs> Do yeah. we even know? I'll okay, so the show, uh, you could have them because it was um, uh, before this whole dual flag bear thing came in. Uh, I think it was it was Vancouver Sochi, one of them. Uh, it was Kaylee Humphreys and Heather Moyes, who was her number two in the two woman bobsled, who were named as our dual flag bearers. So I mean, why couldn't she just have both of them? Maybe. Well, uh, if, if Bree gets chosen, we've never had a bobsledder be a flag bearer in the opening or the closing ceremony before, and we've never had a cross-country skier be an opening ceremony in the... Uh, 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 sorry, a flag bearer in either the opening ceremony or the, the closing ceremony. So it would create history uh, either way. 
Um, our the majority. I'm looking at the majority of our flag bearers: snowboarders, freestyle skiers, uh, speed skaters, short track speed skaters, or alpine skiers, and ice hockey players. <laughs> so, um, you know, go go us. Um, but uh, obviously. Uh, our first fixed skater was Brendan, so uh, there you go. But that'd be pretty cool if Bree got it, like dual off the podium flag bearers. There you yeah. go. We're, we're getting more flag bearers and gold medalists on this show. It's great. So um, <laughs> there you go. Come on the show if you want to be a flag bearer. You've got a pretty good track record. So yeah, uh, do you'll never go home with a medal. <laughs> you'll carry the flag. <laughs> Ali and Abby for um for flag bearers for Canada. Come uh come twenty sixteen. Um. That 2016, the, yes, come 2016. They're going back in time to the Rio <laughs> Olympics. 2026 is, uh, is yes, thank you for that, Colin. I appreciate you being the researcher on this show. Um, yeah, bring on tomorrow. I'm sad. It's our last one. It's, uh, we'll obviously do a, a proper full wrap on uh, Monday and uh, go over everything. But, um, yeah, I'm sad. And come on, Finland. Come on, Team Finland. Bring home the gold. That's what I want to see. You got, get ahead of New Zealand on the medal tally, Finland. Think about what it will do for your country. Yes, we are very excited that we beat New Zealand in the Olympic Games. It's our very happy day. Um, come on. Do it for Helsinki. Do it for, for Lordy. It's going to sing Hard Rock Hallelujah, right, Jared? You know it. Still the best Eurovision song of all time up there. Anyway, uh, Jared, thank you very much for joining us. I know you're desperate to go watch your, your boys in the bronze. Uh, still nil all in that one. So uh, do you think we're heading for a penalty shootout there? Well, I hope so. We've got a good record there. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed. I mean, I'd love it for them to finish it off early, but um, I'll take a shootout. Speaking of uh, finishing off early, Colin's got his breakfast from his uh, wife wearing a Green Bay Packers shirt. Um, what's the story there, Colin? The she loves the Green Bay Packers because, um, well, let's be honest. She loves it because of Aaron Rodgers. And I was has about to say, is it an Aaron Rodgers thing? But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm their number one fan. Um, go. Aaron Rodgers, uh, the Green Bay Packers did an exhibition game here in Winnipeg a couple of years ago. And Aaron Rodgers famously showed up in a Canadian tuxedo in honor <laughs> of Winnipeg. Um, there were people at work asking if Jamie was going to be stalking him at the airport. So I don't even know if she understands football, the game, but she loves Aaron Rodgers. Isn't he with Shailene Woodley? I I know he was once upon a time. Uh, I, I thought he would together. have better taste than that. No, I think that he's got very good taste. So um, <laughs> how about, how about this? I'll, I'll cause I, I'm clearly connected. I'll break them up so that Jamie can have Aaron and I can have Shailene. So there you go. Deal. And you can have Bart Swings. And I'm the only one who loses in this. So. No, you know, you get Bart Swings. You're the winner. Oh, there we go. <laughs> what a man. And Jared can just have Oscar and Esther. Actually, no, you can't have Esther. Um, <laughs> I'm greedy. I want them all. Um, Colin, thank you for joining us. Oh, you're perfectly welcome. You're perfectly what, welcome, sir. What, what is for breakfast, by the way? It's just oatmeal. Ah, oh, it's just oatmeal. Nah, oatmeal. No, no Olympians on the side of that box. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did uh, enter a contest though to win um, uh, one of those Sobeys. Yes, Esther Ledeck. Uh, and Ben's gonna claim her. Uh, but one of those Sobeys packages, my cousin won one, and she was sent Oreos and Kraft dinner and everything that they sponsor: peanut butter. What has happened to Canada since I've left? You've got to enter now to win groceries. Can you not just go buy them? No, no, it's an Olympic contest. It's it's, oh, it's well, that all makes the a difference. Then. That have sponsored the athletes <laughs> through Sobeys. 
but you still got to win groceries. Like you can't afford to pay them. Like we're so poor in Canada, we have to. No, win. it's just part of the. Con- you're gonna get hey. You're gonna understand when when your package finally arrives, and I you're gonna have a very nice Sobeys Olympic grocery bag in there with Penny and Andre on it. I'm not holding out hope it's gonna arrive before I leave. I'm probably gonna be in New York in like three months. I'm gonna be like, oh, package arrived for you today. Um, I'm like, cool. Oh, good point. <laughs> good, good, good to see. I could have saved the shipping. It would have taken two days to get to New York. <laughs> now it's going to be stuck in a stretch, probably on a boat somewhere near New Zealand right now. So anyway, um, remember to vote for us in the Sports Podcast Awards. Uh, still the number one. Go us, sportspodcastawards.com. Sign up, vote, all the fun stuff. And remember to like us and subscribe and all that kind of fun stuff on social media and all the different podcasting platforms until tomorrow my name is ben shout out to jason momoa put a sock in it mountain and remember go left What an episode. You loved every single second of it. It's Ben again, just quickly reminding you once again, if you want to help us win a Sports Podcast Award, sportspodcastawards.com, register to vote, click on Best Olympic and Paralympic Podcast section, listen to the other nominees, and then go, hey, Off the Podium's awesome. They're so good. They put in so much work and so much effort, and we just love them, and they deserve to go on the podium for once. Ben's awesome. Jared's awesome. Colin's okay, but he's also kind of awesome. We'd really appreciate it. And particularly if you've actually listened to the rest of this and ended up here, because generally I assume you've well and truly tuned out by now. But seriously, if you're at this point of the podcast, then you're a true listener. And that means that you're a true fan and you should vote for us. Sportspodcastawards.com. Do it now. We will thank you forever. Literally ever. Like every episode moving forward, we will thank you forever. Sportspodcastawards.com. All right. Thanks for tuning in. We'll speak to you next time on Off the Podium. I'm I'm really going to go now. Bye.